Battle was the name of the game last time on the adventures of Key, Cax, Thrym, and Nyx. Our four misfits, with the promise of gold and renown, delved into the crypt of Mirabar that was holding the body and malignant spirit tormenting the city. Her lingering soul causing the area to succumb closer and closer to everlasting sleep, eventually causing death. Their first fight, a dwarven sentry that had asked the party a question, but since no one spoke the earthly language of the dwarves, hostilities ensued, causing another guardian and a strange spider-like contraption to Kool-Aid man out from the nearby wall. Leaving the metallic guardians in a heap on the floor, they traveled forward into a chamber that housed a large mechanical dragon stoking the flames of a sunken basin. An eerie aqua light shone from beyond a portcullis gate with a smaller barred door inside of it. Carefully traversing the room to avoid the ire of the intimidating automaton, they discovered a strange-looking lock with an oval-shaped indent on the face of it. With luck, a similar glowing oval device was seen on the inside of the massive armored plates of the dragon. Katz began to try to unlatch the lock with his tools. He was able to find purchase inside of the device, unfortunately gathering the attention of the triggered guardian. A brutal, fiery fight ensued, with Key taking mortal blows that had left him close to death's door. With some precise spellcasting and hard knocks, the dragon eventually went down. Using the red, slightly warm oval on the lock, the way forward continued. Thick, glowing, mucus-like growths lined the walls, ceilings and floor leading up to the door that also gave off a bright bluish-green light from the inside. Venturing forth, the party discovered a dilapidated coffin in the back of the dead-end room, glowing brightly from its chipped and battered surfaces. Thrym and Key made their way to the coffin to investigate as Nixon Cax entered the room. As Key looked closer, a blur of bright light burst forth and suddenly entered Thrym's body. Thrym fell flat on his back, unresponsive. But a moment later, his body righted itself, and his eyes opened to reveal the same aqua light bursting from his large eyes. And with that, we go right into combat. Did we roll for initiative before uh, we left last time? We did not. Oh, shit, Ooh. I have to find my dice. I forgot where I put them. Found them. Hooray! I took them off my desk because they uh, took up too much real estate. Alright, so we are going to go... You're one of your members is possessed um all right so have you gentlemen roll initiative Woo. Woo. all right last session i rolled like twos and threes yeah you did <laughs> speaking of twos and threes i rolled a three i rolled a five which in total for me is a five Okay. <laughs> uh, Cax, what's your total? Uh, 18. Okay. <clears throat> Hang on. Uh, 18? Hi. Uh, <laughs> Key, what was your initiative? Five. All right. And Nyx? 
ten. Very beautiful. All right, in descending order, it begins with Cax across from you. Uh, currently facing away from you, uh, Cax, you see the back of Thrym kind of just his butt planted on the ground, and he's just sitting upright on the ground, facing the coffin that is no longer glowing that, like, bluish-green light. Um, and you can see Key's expression on his face is probably close to horror as he's looking at Thrym. And that is the scene in front of you. Uh, uh, Thrym? Thrym, are you okay? And you get no response. Um, if it's not already in my hand, which I'm pretty sure it would be, I'm gonna take my bow and I'm just gonna hold on to it, like, close to my chest. <clears throat> and... Pass turn. I'm not going to fire an arrow into Thurm's back not knowing that he's an enemy or possessed. <laughs> I'm not even going to hold an action because I don't know or Cax doesn't know what's happening. Okay. Double checking a ruling on something. Alright. So on this initiative turn uh, Thurm's body begins to, to rise up Um. More awkwardly, you all usually notice Thrym for being such a large creature is, it seems very clumsy right now. Um, not being able to piece it together, Thrym's body now faces the opposite direction. Uh, Nyx and Cax, you are now looking at these searchlights flooding from Thrym's eyes, um, mimicking the same hue that is glowing all around this room. And a smile appears on Thrym's face. And Key, you're the only one who hears this. It's a very quick fashion. Uh, the hand goes down and pulls up the bag of holding. And in Thrym's voice, but there's also something else there. It says, that's where you put it. And Thrym's giant hand plunges into the bag of holding and very awkwardly and wiggles it and pulls and just throws it down and the corpse of Orem falls onto the floor. And as soon as that happens, Thrym's massive other hand snaps his fingers and a pure blue flame engulfs the body of Orem in front of you and rising up from what the smoke would be of a black smoke a blue smoke materializes into the spirit of Orem. Mangled and dilapidated, uh, he now enters the initiative order. And that is the Rim's turn. Sorry, technically, I'm sorry. That's not Thrym's turn. That is uh, crazy spirit bitch. Uh, Nyx, you are up. Well, this is, um, so much for offering his body. Jax, something's yeah. clearly wrong with Thrym. Uh-huh. 
Or why not? Let's see. Me. What the fuck do I draw a line? Fuck it. That's a good uh, if you're using your move tool, I think you can. All right. See the, like see the line I'm driving. See that? See that? See that beautiful little straight line? Yay! Yeah, that's gonna catch Thrym and the horrible mangled ghostly body of Orm. Sure. Um, before you do that really quick, uh, Thrym, what is your current hit point value and your maximum hit point value? Uh, let me look. Cause... Uh, I am at 44. Okay. And my bull was 76. 76. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Yeah. It just gives me a reference on where you're at as a possessed creature. All right. I think y'all know what's about to happen. Um, maybe. Passing beam of friendship? Yes. <laughs> I am pulling out my Cupid's bow and firing it both. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck you. I'm losing a lightning bolt. So yeah, I'm going to cast Lightning Bolt at third level. Sure. So, Dexterity saving throw? Dex save, DC 15. Okay, Thrym, I will have you roll that Dex save for yourself. Both save. 15? Uh, 15 is the DC. Dex okay. save. Uh, natural 20, so 22. Hey. Yeah. I think fuck you. Okay, and the Aurum Wraith uh, fails. Okay, so six, uh, 26 points of lightning damage, 13 Thrym. Okay. Alright, so correct me if I'm wrong, that, bring, that brings you down to 31? Yep. Okay. And I believe that's about where I'm going to end my turn, because I don't trust getting too close to him right now. Sure. Uh, so initiative, uh... Key, what's your dexterity score? Um... Zero. I realize you both uh, rolled the same initiative. I didn't pay attention to that. I'm just going to put Thrym at six just to differentiate it. Oh, uh, oh I, rolled, I rolled a flat five, and he had rolled a three plus whatever, so what did I have? Plus two. Plus two, yeah, so. Oh, oh, okay, it wasn't the final score. My bad. All right. Thrym. Yeah. Very suddenly... You look around, the last thing you remember is the coffin in front of you, glowing that bright light. And suddenly you're in pitch darkness. No sound, no smells. You've been gotten used to the musty uh, smells of this place. No light, just complete pitch blackness. But up in front of you, sitting cross-legged on the ground, appears to be Bjorn. And he is giving you complete and full eye contact. What do you do? Bjorn, where am I? He actually smiles gently and gestures in front of him as if to come sit down. I'll do that. 
He just watches you gently as you lumber over to him. And he responds, and you almost get goosebumps hearing his voice for the first time in a very long time. Well, Little Stone, you're dreaming right now. That would make sense. How are you holding up? Well, if, if I'm dreaming right now, probably not great, because I think we just fought a bunch of things, and I think I was awake not that long ago. So I really don't know. I'm sure it would be a different sensation if you were dead. So there's a positive in this, isn't there? Well, that's true. Are you with people you trust? Yeah, I, I trust one of them. Better than none? I mean, the other two seem pretty, pretty cool, but like, you know, trust is earned. Call it intuition or the stones speaking to me. But back then, when a little sleight of hand with Ilganoth happened, the stone being passed to him, I knew you'd be there. You did always seem to know things. You also seem to have understood my hand gestures when you brazenly ventured forth into that portal. I mean, you taught me that my entire life. Clearly you're alive, so you follow that. Yeah. What's the deal with Ilganoth, anyway? Like, they're not... Those those creatures aren't normally friendly. No. They aren't. Remember, we ran into a rogue one when we were traveling as a pack. You were not much taller than five feet at that time. Immediately enslave the minds of three of our strongest fighters. But I digress. When I joined, he was there. It's a little unjarring hearing his voice in your head, I understand that, but I knew him for years after that. Always had the best intentions for our cause, for Veyron. I take it you're still plotting the course? Oh, yeah. Good. Hopefully we're going to be able to come and get you soon. If that is Veyron's will. My job was to keep the stone safe. I feel like I accomplished that. Anything else is a bonus. Come, let's have a few more minutes here. It's peaceful before I wake up as well. And you begin to have small talk with Bjorn. Okay. And that will end Thrym's turn. Key! 
You're seeing some crazy ass shit right now, my friend. Oh, uh, yeah. Alright. Well, something's not right with Rim, but instead of beating the shit out of him, I'm gonna move five feet over. Alright, nice. Still gonna move. move five feet over. I use my bonus action for a vow of enmity on Orin's spirit. Sure, sure. And uh, swing away. Swing away. Does a dirty 20 hit? Yes, sir. God, yeah. I would hope so. <laughs> uh, max damage. Fuck yeah. So that's eight. Uh, that's 15 slashing damage. Okay. And for my second attack, nat 20. Ooh. For 13 slashing damage, and I'm going to use a divine smite on him for uh, radiant damage. Best time to use it. Yep. I'd probably have the D8s out, shouldn't I? E yeah. For 11 radiant damage. Sweet. Cool. And you're sticking and... right there? Yeah. Okay. At the end of Key's turn, the Spirit of Aurum kind of thrashes around, getting kind of beat around a little bit and immediately as if it knew where True North was, its eyes make complete eye contact with you, Nyx, and begins to uh, fly through the air towards you uh, at relatively remarkable speed, which opens him up for an attack of opportunity from Yuki. Yep. So before I get him all the way there, I want to just confirm that. And I still have my advantage because of the Vow of Enmity. Yes, you do. For another 30-20. We'll take it. Stop Stop rolling uh, 19s and 20s, please. That'd be the, nice. Those are 11s and 12s. Fuck you. Uh, for 11 slashing damage. And... Yeah, another Divine Smite. Why not? Can you do that as a reaction? I think it's just a spell I can use whenever I land a hit. Uh, yeah, he just burns a spell slot. All he has to do is yeah. hit. Oh. Yep, when you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack. And that's 11 more radiant damage. Awesome. Skidoosh. Yeah, I don't think that ever uh, occurred before, like an attack of opportunity with the Demide Smite. Yeah. And uh, with my, what is it, uh, Relentless Avenger, I can move 15 feet uh, in any direction without invoking Attack of Opportunity from Possessed Grim. Cool. So I would, I would like to trail him. Okay, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, wherever you want to go there. I like that one. That one's good. I kind of potentially got you out of like a sticky situation too there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Um, Orum trying to uh, inflict some divine or undead karma upon his killer. 
um, is going to reach out to you, Nyx. And... Uh... I take it 11 doesn't hit. Oh, that's a mess. So he reaches over to you, and you almost feel... It feels very similar to when you use Vampiric Touch. Like, you feel like almost like a, a magnetic pull right near his hand. And you just, with your free hand, you just, like, slap the hand away. And there is, like, a physical form to him um, that's kind of mixed. He is floating in the air in front of you, but he is tangible. And you knock the hand away, and he, it kind of stumbles him. Being floating in the air doesn't really give him uh, much of a sense of, like, stability. So you knocked him off course. He wasn't able to uh, inflict anything upon you. I'm going to use my reaction to look him in the eye and say, I killed you for a reason, young man. <laughs> Don't make me go to the undead plane. All right, that brings it to the top of the round, Cax. Don't make me kill you twice. <laughs> Cax is going to do what Cax do. Wait till I tell your dad about this. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> wait till I hide this from your dad again. <laughs> I think that's right. scarier. I killed you once, or I will turn this car around, so help me God. Oh, yeah, no. Kill me, please. Kill me, please. I'll turn this carriage around and kill you again. <laughs> Combine both. All right, yeah, I'm going to fire an arrow at him. All right. And... Pack tactics, that's a 21 to hit. 21 hits. Yeah, we'll burn, uh, we'll also burn my, uh, sneak attack on it, so. You fucking better. That's 8 points and 14 points of piercing. Alright. And then second attack is a 22 to hit. Yes, sir. Uh, I thought that might miss. For 10 points of piercing. Awesome. You guys are laying down the damage thick tonight. And that do what cacks do. That do what what the do do. <laughs> All right. It is what it do. <laughs> that brings it over to our 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 resident possessed beefcake. Um, after dropping the spirit out of the bag, seeing the very quick uh, skirmish happening, uh, Thurm is going to uh, take advantage of the fact that Key is facing away from him. Uh, Thrym, I'd like you to make two attacks against Key, please. Okie dokie. And we're using thunder? Um, it So it knows everything you know because of the possession. It knew, obviously, to take Orem out of the bag, so it would know to activate Thunder's Lightning, yeah. Alright. Actually, <clears throat> yeah, no, that makes sense. Alright, so, yeah, it'll activate Thunder's Lightning, and... and neither of them are gonna hit. Please, please crit. Please fucking crit for that comment. Close. It was, a it was a 19. Ooh. <laughs> So a, ni a 19 plus 7 is 26. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Just watched Ethan's face drop. That was, a <laughs> that was a 12 for the second. Okay. 
All right, so roll roll damage on your 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 attack. Ethan, is your face getting tired? (laughs) (laughs) He's straining to make that face. (laughs) So hard to frown. Like, how did I do it? I feel I feel like Ethan prides himself so hard on the fact that he has such a high AC, and then and then here comes through behind him just. Right, so. see, but somehow every single creature's like, "What's nail?" <laughs> Dude, it was great. He's like, "That's a." I rolled a nineteen, and he's like, "That ain't gonna hit," which makes it a twenty-six. <laughs> Instant, like, oh shit, that hits. Oh fuck! Right. So that's thirteen points of bludgeoning damage and four points of uh, electric, da- uh, lightning damage, not electric. So 17? Yep. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> and a move action, and that proceeds. This is, I don't want to yeah. say zombie thrim, possessed thrim. Nyx! Okay. Your, your dad mode engaged here. <laughs> if only we had Orm's father. He one shot this dude. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> We have so many options. <laughs> yeah, I'll just stick with what I was gonna do. So I'm just gonna look Orm in the face. <sighs> I didn't want to have to do this twice. But I guess I do. And I'm going to use Sacred Flame on him. Ooh. The deck save, DC okay. 15. Uh, he got uh, 17 on that roll. All right, so he succeeds on that. And I'm just going to hold my ground because I'm not intimidated by the man I killed. Okay. All right, did it once. I'll do it again. I'm going to do it again. Apparently right. this round. That brings us right on down to Mr. Dreamboat himself. What feels like an eternity, Thrym, of just all small talk, a lot of it really being Bjorn complimenting you on how big you've grown and how he has understood that your size is indicative to your magic ability. Uh, Bjorn towering over you still, even while you're sitting on the ground. After a little while, uh, Thrym, you you feel a kind of a familiar electrical surge, and and Thrym's um, Bjorn's body like blurs a little bit, and Bjorn smiles. Did you feel that? Yeah. Sounds like your friends are trying to bust you out of whatever you got yourself into. I've definitely felt this before. When was that? We were we were fighting, and I was up facing somebody, and Nick sent a lightning bolt through me. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what that was. I can feel it. They're 
our time here is coming close to an end. Continue the path. A more skeptical person would think Veyron's path to be a folly or a farce. Everything I've seen shows us that he is the way, as hokey as that sounds. Oh. I've always trusted you, so I'll trust you again. But not going to lie, until we get you free, and until Nyx trusts trust him, I'm not going to put my full trust in him either. I look forward to that day deeply. Oh. And by the way, you're not getting your hammer back. And he, like, arcs over and he sees it on your back. I don't remember why I left that somewhere. And he, like, looks quizzically around. But you found it. Yep. Little Stone, you are a force to be reckoned with. And with that, a little bit more random pleasantries pass by. Uh, Key, you are up. Alrighty. Um, so I assume I just felt uh, Thunder's Lightning crash straight into my back. Absolutely. <laughs> Usually when Thrym attacks, there's a, probably a grunt or a primal roar that accompanies it. And this time it's it was silence behind you. And just suddenly, just right in the square of your shoulder blades, bam. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, there's not going to be any crackling. There's not going to be any buildup. Uh, the spider legs will shoot out of my back immediately and lift me off the ground and I'm going to whip my head around and say oh yeah you're definitely not through me. he likes to yell so I need him to make a, a DC 15 charisma saving throw on um, ooh interesting what uh, effect would this be if he failed uh Paralyze Thrym, possess Thrym. Become Keep frightened for... of me. Yep. Yeah, they okay. Become frightened of me. So. All right. Um. J just for the next turn. Sure. Um. As you do that, the the glowing headlights of Thrym boring down on you uh, don't seem to change at all. Uh, whatever's taken him over seems to have no effect on uh, your frightening presence. Thank God, because I rolled a six. <laughs> well, of course you fucking did. Damn. Well, that's my turn. And for bonus action, I can't use Valve Enmity on two people. So um, that's going to be it for the turn. Sure. Um, With a drug addict stare uh, right at you, Nyx, um, he's going to try again. Uh, 16? 16 meets my AC. Okay. And reaches out over you and latches right onto your wrist. And it's a familiar draining sensation. You had this happen once to you uh, when you learned the spell. 
Um, and you take... Well, you take eight points of necrotic damage. Uh, from the, the pain inflicted by this. Uh, you also lose... Rounded down, uh, two points off your maximum health. I'm sorry, roll a constitution saving throw to avoid that. Okay. Ugh. Six. Okay, uh, you just lose two points off your maximum health from that. You reduced by equal to half the damage taken. Um. And that's it. damage taken was... The damage taken was eight, so I should lose four points. Oh, six, seven, eight. Oh, my bad. I was looking at the dice with that. Yeah, four points. Might be. I was looking at the five, and I was already, like, trying to round it down in my head. Okay. Uh, Which hand did he grab? Uh, You facing Thrym. It would have been your your left hand, or left wrist. And then the wrist that he is holding, he's going to see the ring on that finger start glowing. Yeah. As I use the Ring of Indictive Tendencies to cast uh, Hellish Rebuke on him. Beautiful. Okay. Um, so he needs to make a dex save DC 15. DC 15. That is a 14. Oof. And I, is that half damage or... I never fucking use this thing. Right? Yeah, it's half damage if he succeeds. Okay. No, so he failed. <clears throat> no, he, he succeeded. Didn't... Wait, what did he roll? No, 14. Oh, he ro- oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm, apparently, you know, John's inability to do math is contagious. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> he takes 11 points of fire damage. All right. As the ring on my finger effectively explodes in his face. I love it. Sweet. Alright, uh, the Wraith is going to stay right there, like, tunnel-visioned on you, which brings us to the top of the round. Cax. Oh, man. Uh. Uh. Nix, do I shoot Thrym? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to fire an arrow at Thrym. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. Oh fuck! It's a crit. Oh fuck! (laughs) Bye guys. (laughs) Nice playing with the buddy. Okay, well, I'm sneak attacking your ass too. So here's my piercing. Oh, thank God it didn't do max damage. Uh, that's nine piercing into. Oh shit, that's a lot of damage. Um, 19 total damage. 19? Oh. Piercing. Okay. How's he looking? Is he looking bloody? Hold on. Uh, I gotta pull out a calculator. Uh, I, 30, uh, 31 minus 19, you're at 12. Okay. Okay, so yeah. he's, looking oh. pretty, he's looking pretty bad. I got him in the okay. neck. So, after that, in a very quick fashion, because I know you still have another attack... Uh, the bolt just lands straight in like his center of mass and as that happens uh, the the bright light in front of his eyes immediately winks out 
and he takes one step backwards and catches himself with his left leg as a burst of light appears behind him. And hovering a little bit over his head, Cax, you see this disgusting, malevolent spirit staring straight down at you. Nice and token. That is sick. I, f- I figured you guys would appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Um, Thrym, immediately, shortly after he said your time would be short, uh, you immediately look and you have Key aggressively facing you to your right. You kind of look down and see the arrow sticking out of your armor with blood pouring out. And it looks like you guys are in the heat of battle right now. But you are back. And Cax, I believe you have another attack, if you so please. I have a question. Yes. I would like to to do something with my bonus action. Um, Here we go. So did we... Uh, in first question, have we ruled that multi-attack has to be taken immediately, right? Like, I can't move and then take another attack. It's attack, attack, and then I can move a bonus action or bonus action and then move, correct? I can't attack once, move, attack again, and then bonus action. Right, because we, already, this... we already ruled you can break your two attacks from your attack action. Yes. Right. Can I use my bonus action then as well in that interim? You still have it. Okay. I would like to, as a bonus action if possible, take the necklace of wound closure off and throw it to Thrym. Takes attunement. It does. Oh, does it? Shit. Okay. I told you that when I gave it to you. Oh, I don't remember that. I'm Cax. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best part about playing yourself. I mean, I don't remember it. I didn't write it. It requires attunement, I don't think. Nope. (laughs) Sure, you never wrote that. But yeah, I did. Oh, goddammit. Okay. Well, that's fair. Um, Okay, I'm going to move. Okay. Uh, there's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Just to get around Thrym so I'm not shooting oh, at You don't want to step in the goo on the battlefield, guys? I mean, it looks so inviting. Uh, it looks like it would stick me. <laughs> I don't need to be hit by the slimiest of all spiders. It looks like a nasty spider web. Um, is Thrym considered an ally for pack tactics purposes? Uh, he is no longer possessed, so I would say yes. He's, he's still standing. Excellent. I am firing at the nasty thing and the with the tactics. The, the nasty woman's... Dirty 20. That is... Why does that say 90? Yes, you are good. Oh, I swapped it. Okay. AC 90? Oh, AC 90? I'm like, that is not right. <laughs> it's all right, and that'll do pretty good damage. Nine points of damage. Cool. And that'll end my turn. I, I gave you a good cutting point there. <laughs> All right, it brings it over to Creepy Deepy. Um, sensing that Thrym is on the weaker side... Um, lady is going to uh, coast over to person who did damage 
uh, Thrym, which allows you to uh, kind of get a sense of where she is and take an attack of opportunity. Uh, 23 to hit. That'll hit. Oh, wait, no, her AC's 90, remember? Ah, wait. <laughs> Alrighty, so that is 11 points of bludgeoning damage and 3 points of lightning damage. Nice. Cool. Uh, rushing at you, Cax, with uh, an insane speed. She with with both hands out, it almost looks like a creepy Emperor Palpatine kind of move. She just reaches out to touch you. Um there's a attack roll uh eighteen. Uh, that's a bad touch. That is a bad touch. Um that does seven points of bludgeoning damage. And I need you to make a charisma saving throw. Oh, my best, best thing. Uh, yeah. Is the DC two? The DC is not two. But then I, I rolled, <laughs> I rolled two ones on on my my damage here. So it's nine points uh, of psychic damage on top of that. And your oh fucking what is that? Half a nine rounded down is what four? Yeah. So uh, subtract four from your uh, maximum health as well. Mm-hmm. And that is it for her. Brings it on over to Nyx. Party time. So I assume Horan is looking me like dead in the eyes. Yes. I'm going to shift slightly north. If I have the right tool on. Slightly north. Okay. And just stare him dead in the eyes. And if I cast lightning bolt on this line, it will not hit Cax. Aww. It will hit I'm saving my lightning bolt for Cax for a better Yeah, I was about to say, if you want to move five feet to your right, I wouldn't even count that at all. Yeah, I mean, I could hit everyone and just fuck him up. (laughs) Because we did that, right? Yeah, you hit all three? Yeah, I hit all three. (laughs) Even right now, it's a five-foot width. Even, like, from where I'm standing, I could go straight south and catch all three, but no. No, I'm not ending Cax tonight. No. Not today. <laughs> so as I stare Oren in the face, just why won't you stay dead? I'm going to cast Lightning Bolt at sure. fourth level. Oh, Jesus. Deck save from him and Dawn. Natural two and a natural one. Roll, roll right. that beautiful damage. 96. For 31 points of lightning damage. Okay. Whoops, I have the wrong tool. Are they both still standing? Uh, one of them is. 
who has faded? Uh, as the lightning bolt, I'm assuming you're pointing Shadowfell? Oh yeah, I the, the way I had it in my head is that he's still got his hand on my wrist, and I'm kind of turning him with me, and with the other hand, I just raise the sword up over my head, point it at his, and send it through his face. <laughs> Alright, as you do that, the the area around Nyx, Key, Thrym, and Cax, the room goes from an eerie aqua-colored light to just a uh, pure white. Everyone's blinded for a good second and a half as you hear loud pops and crackles and your ears begin to ring. Uh, Nyx, you feel the pressure relief off of your wrist, and as the light fades back to that eerie blue, uh, you just see the form of Orem just fade into nothingness. But you, you, you swear you just see like a wisp kind of return back to where Orm's body is. As if it is settling. And Orm boy is no more, and as, at the same time as Orm fading, you just hear this loud feminine shriek come from the creature in front of Gax. Okay. That is a lot of damage. So I'm going to use my remaining movement. Twenty-five feet. One, two, three, four, five. To bring myself up here within line of dawn, and I'm gonna, on my way there, I'm going to use my bonus action to pull out the yellow roses, and try to get Dawn's attention. Okay. Uh, roll a d20 for me. Thirteen. Okay. We'll get back to those results uh, a little bit later on. Alright, and that is your turn, my friend. That will end my turn. Cool. Thrym, you feel like you've got run over by every boulder in the history of ever right now. Uh, but your faculties have returned. So, Thrym's just gonna laugh and he's gonna like flip his hammer flip thunder over his hand and then catch it and point it at dawn and Nyx will know exactly what comes out of it as he casts chaos bolt and so excited and that'll be a 21 to hit 21 hits you guys are on today all right. So it is going to be lightning damage. Okay. Uh, that's going to be 11 points of lightning damage. Cool. And then for my bonus action, I'm going to use my second wind. Oh, wait, I can't do that. I don't have it anymore. Oh, that's right. All right. So... Can I move through Nyx's square? Uh, yes, yeah. Alright. So I'm going to use my action search, because I haven't used that yet. Oh, nope. I did use that. Yep, I used that last game. Alright, so... I'm just going to move... 30 feet to here. Okay. And that'll be my turn. Awesome. Key. 
You're muted. <laughs> Stop talking. You're muted. Sorry, I keep blowing my nose. But uh, right. how did how did you get over there? I used all of my movement using my spider legs. Um. So am I? Uh, well, the... how did you get around? Uh, our Lady of the Perpetual Death here. Oh, I. I like to think I ran up using the spider legs on those this little statue grip thing here. So okay. I'm well. Just... Okay, so you would have gone. Oh, I see. If you would have approached her area, moved technically through Thrym, and moved her there. Okay, cool. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because the I can walk on walls and ceilings without penalties and end my turn there. Yep, I was so. more concerned with attack of opportunity, but you entered her threatened space but never left it again. So yeah, you're good. Yeah. And uh, now that Orin's dead, bonus action, vow of enmity. Cool. This is nice. And uh, I shall swing away. Uh, 15? 15 misses. Yeah, figured. Oh, hope the second one hits. 23? 23 is good. Alrighty. Um, let's roll for that. That'll be 11 slashing. Cool. And I am going to use a branding smite. So that's an extra 2d6 which is 8 Radiant Damage. Um, uh, you're visible if you're invisible, and you will shed dim light in a 5-foot radius, and you can no longer become invisible. This and it's good... concentration for up to 1. Okay. So you can't be invisible for the next minute or until I, I break concentration. Okay. Throw that icon on there for now. Yep. And uh, that's my turn. All right. Uh, our boy ain't here no mo. Uh, which brings us to the top of the round for Cax. You got a creepy old lady palpatining it up in front of you. How uh, how is she looking? Besides disgusting and creepy. Just disgusting and creepy. You could swear you're smelling a little bit of decay come off this creature in front of you. Which I imagine for a kobold kind of might smell good. Very mm, rotten, well could. Rotten flesh. Very well could. Um, I'm gonna... Ooh. I'm gonna drop Whisper here. And use my bonus action to draw up my rapier and attack her with my rapier. Pack tactics. Hmm. That is a 14 to hit. 14 does not hit, unfortunately. Yeah. And again, that is a double 19 crit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, two 19s, man. So here is double weapon damage. Not great. That's eight. 
double sneak. Um, 13 points of damage. Cool. Got it. And that'll end my turn. Okay. On this. All right. Right, roughly right around the point at which uh, you brandish the flowers, Nyx, you do notice uh, the shoulders seize up a little bit in a in a strange reaction. Although the body never turns away from Cax, even all the damage that she took, uh, she is still staring down the barrel at Cax. Uh, with with two hands this time, it, it looks a little different than last time, Cax. Uh, her hands glow a little red, reddish black. It pulses between those two colors, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. So not one of my strong suits. Is the DC two? <laughs> D- DC is not two. Um, and with that, um, she. It's almost like your brain becomes numb, and she just rushes into your body. Hmm. And yet again, uh, Cax this time has these red glowing searchlight eyes. If you click on my token, you can see my current HP. Yeah, for some reason it always shows up to me because I have that weird overview for that. Yeah, I I have it set to that. That's perfect, Yeah. yeah. I can keep an eye on you for that. Um, and for you, Cax, everything goes black currently. And that ends her turn. Nyx. All right. Flowers in one hand, sword in the other. I'm just going to call out with my bonus action. Dawn, your grandmother never wanted this for you. End this now. And question. This little stringy bit of blue stuff, should I be... Is that is that part of the main blue stuff, or is that just... It's just I different think. portions of it. Yeah, those are considered difficult terrain. Hmm. Alright, well, I guess I'm stepping in the sticky blue stuff. Yay! a second. Do I have to make a saving throw? Uh, nope. You'd step in it, and it, it feels like it's trying to grip you. But you're able to, as you walk a couple extra, you know bits into it to kind of get into a solid position. It just feels like it's trying to hold on and it's like a sticky substance. Question. The creature that we are facing, does it appear to be Dawn's body or just a spiritual manifestation of her? It has a little bit of both. You you get the impression based off of what happened with Orm. Like if you look uh, behind you, Orm's body is still on the ground. And the, the the creature, I quote-unquote, that came out it looks like Orum, but the features are exaggerated and, and morphed into a, a grisly visage of itself. Okay. Oh, some, I'm, I'm going to do something a little weird. Sure. Before you do that, roll me a persuasion check for your uh, shout there. <clears throat> Six. Six, okay. Um, I'm actually going to turn to her coffin and cast Sacred Flame on its interior. Okay. And targets gain no benefit from cover. 
I can choose that as a target. You could. So you're trying to aim on the on the where like the light is coming from inside the coffin. Pretty much. Cool. Okay, that'll be a moderately it's a, higher. It's a it's DC. A deck, it's a deck save. Oh, it's a deck it's save. It's sacred flame. That's not oh, an attack that's right. roll. It just it either lands or it doesn't, and unless that coffin is gonna try to jump out of the way, I'm pretty sure it's gonna hit. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Uh, see if these are eights or tens. Eights. Huh. Thirteen points of radiant damage. Thirteen. Cool. All right. So as that happens, you hear a scream, but it doesn't come from the coffin. Um. And as you look towards the direction of the scream, stretched out inside Cax's body kind of distended into the limbs seems to be some sort of ghostly shroud covering Cax's body. We'll continue this unless you choose to leave. And that's how I'll end my turn. Okay. Thrim, you're seeing some wild shit here. What are you doing? Well, Thrim seeing that going to move 20 feet to there and cast Agonizer Scorcher on the coffin. Okay. So it needs to make a dex save. You guys need your dex saves. Yeah, roll damage. We're going to emulate a corpse. (laughs) Uh, That's going to be 15 points of fire damage. Awesome. Yet again, you hear a shriek come from Cax's direction. And... No, I'm not going to do that just yet. That's going to be my turn. Okay. Key. You're right next to a creepy possessed Cax. Um... I am going to... I'm going to pull out the little holy symbol I have with the jewel or something, and I'm going to hold it in front of me and just try to block uh, any way Cax's spirit could run. So I'm going to step down in front of into the main walking area, just holding it out in front of me. Like, sure. I'm just holding a cross. All right. Roll me a... While you're holding that out, roll me a religion check. Religion check? Boy, 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 I never get to do this. Right? <laughs> There's never religion checks in D&D, really. <laughs> 21. 21. All right. Um, You are occupying that current space key, but um, in combination with some other forces that have kind of uh, messed with the tethering magics involved in this, uh, you feel your holy symbol kind of in like a magnetized state and you rip it to the right and it, all of a sudden Cax's eyes stop glaring and the 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 haze over his body that was representing the uh, exposed spirit now gets yanked out into the exposed state right next to you. Okay. Cax, you are 
back up and running. Uh, I'm going to move as close as I can, obviously, without leaving the space to try and wedge myself in between it and Cax still holding the holy symbol. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to yell, Veyron would never stand for this absolute horror. I don't know what you are. And th- <laughs> that'll be my turn. All right. She's you if you'd gone bad. <laughs> That's a very good point. I, I do not know what she is. Uh, all right. Top of the round. Cax. In what seemed like an instant, everything went black practically non-existent and then boom right in front of you key is there the spirit is now to your left uh shit's getting weird but the last thing i like seeing when i open my eyes key and i'm gonna try to stab her again with my rapier Ooh, that's cocked that's unfortunate Ooh, that's good though um that's a 24 to hit 24 is a good and because there's a chance I don't hit, will you sneak attack? Ooh, that's good. Uh, 16 piercing. Awesome. And then attack number two. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Okay. That's good. And that is eight more piercing. Eight more piercing. Uh, around the room... Uh, everyone's beginning to notice the goo, the coffin, and uh, the spirit seem to almost be, like, dimming. Uh, roll my little thing. It didn't give me what I wanted. Uh, e. Uh, I'm almost certain that a seven does not hit you as she no, reaches out for you. So you take your shield, you take your symbol and like kind of hold it up in front of her as she tries to reach out and she recoils from that. Um, and she's gonna kind of walk backwards in the air a little bit away from you. Oh God, she's moonwalking in the air. Bitch. Um, and that is her turn. Yee-hee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So continuing to brandish the flowers and now looking back at the mangled, floating, corpse-looking thing. Priscilla is in pain. You need to let go. And I expend 10 feet of movement because you said it's difficult to rain. Dicky. And I'm going to step in the sticky blue shit. Should I roll my persuasion check before I do what I'm going to do? Uh, nah, tell me what you're going to do and then roll that beautiful. Persuasion. Oh, I'm going to fuck her up. Ooh. Because she's she's, she's not letting go. So I'm, I'm giving you the choice. I can roll a persuasion and see if she'll let go of her own volition. Or oh, I see, I up. see. This is her um, one, one moment to choose to leave. Leave it up right here. She looks dimmer, even more. 
but she the spear is still floating there. Okay. Nix, I don't think this is time to try to get a bride. <laughs> now we know what Nix is into. Oh my god, is he proposing? Fine. Have it your way. I'm gonna bring the flowers up to the sword. Hold them in front of it, and I'm going to cast lightning bolt, destroying the flowers, and also hitting her. Sure. At third level. Okay. So give me that deck save. That deck save was a ten, my friend. Big damage, oh. big damage. Oh hold on. And on let's see. <laughs> 40 points of lightning damage. Jesus H Christ, how the fuck do you do that shit? So I've got the I've got the flowers held at the tip of the sword, like, you know, hand back, flowers in front of me, kind of using them like a crosshair pointed at her. And I'm going to gently say that I'm sorry as I loose the spell, sending the electricity through the sword, destroying the flowers, incinerating them in an instant, and just sending the lightning bolt through her chest. So the, as it bursts into her chest, uh, you expect to see something similar with what the ghost of Orem had, where it just kind of faded away, but you notice the 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 disgusting finery that has ichor and and sloughed off flesh as the dress she was uh buried in this ethereal form of it begins to light in a bright blue flame and the blue flames begin to consume the entire body and the flame begins to grow smaller and smaller and smaller and then just winks out of existence leaving you with now a darkly uh, pitch black room as the the slime and the, the goo all around you very quickly dissolves into nothing as well. Nyx is going to drop to his knees and drop the sword on the ground. Axe is going to bend over and pick up Whisper again, sheathing his rapier. And... Uh, um take a step forward kind of like nudge her with the end of the bow make sure she's good and dead oh there's nothing there now oh sorry uh Cax is not gonna nudge her with the edge of the bow then he's gonna kind of <laughs> turn to Nyx and go shit that was that was awesome that was really cool I'm glad you think so Glad you came here. Is uh no, not at all. Is is the little boy still over there? I can't quite see over the goo. Wow, Cax is on top of it. The goo dissipated. It was really dark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't see the boy over there anymore. I, I guess I guess we don't have to hide that body either. Uh the rim at your feet. Uh you do still see the the raisined corpse 
of Orem. You know, for having a really high perception, Cax is not doing great right yeah, now. He... <laughs> not doing great right now. <laughs> it's it's that it's that possession. It really just fucks with your senses. Yeah. Is the coffin isn't still glowing or anything, right? It is not. No. Uh, Thrym's gonna walk over to the coffin and open it. Sure. Um, with general ease, um, you notice on the inside of it is a rather peaceful, uh, slightly uh, bloated body of uh, of a young girl. Or young woman, I should say. Just rested, rested with the, the hands over the chest with a beautiful flower wreath over her face, and the, the body looks uh, pristine and laid to rest. All right, I'll, cl I'll close the coffin again. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to walk back and turn around to Nex and be like, so what are we doing with the body of the raisin here? Raisin boy. Do what you will. I don't care. I feel like I missed out on a good joke by not naming that kid Bran. <laughs> well, I mean, so I could throw it in the coffin, but I have a feeling they might be back because they said they were going to bury it and whatnot or whatever. We could just leave it here and say he followed us. Or we could I mean, just leave it in the bag of holding and chuck it in a river 20 miles away. That's an option, too. I just don't want to have a dead body floating around. What do we care? It's in a river. We'll take it away. <laughs> no, we, we still have to go back into town before that. Yeah, just put no. it in the bag of holding. That's where it was last time. Yeah, and bodies float, Keith, so... Yeah, it'd, it'd take it down the river. Like it. Yeah, it'd be floating. Yeah. It'd be it'd... floating around the river. Well, yeah, but if the river will take it away, not our problem anymore. Someone's just going to see some large dried grape and be like, hey, that's kind of fucking weird. And it'll be like eight days after. Like, it's fine. Mm. Or we could just leave it in here. Say he followed us in here. Confessed everything. As we were walking in, which would make everything make sense. And when we were and trying to calm the ghost, the ghost killed him first. And that would explain why he's so shriveled. Hmm. Um, 900 XP each, my boys. Good timing. What if, and hear me out, we don't confess to anything except killing the ghost. I, that's what I thought, you know. Right now, he's just missing. Leave it at that. And instead, what we do is we bury him. So he doesn't come back as a ghost. And kill the city as well. And, and then we've got to kill two ghosts. We just put him outside of the city, so maybe he like goes and torments bugbears or something. I don't know. Perhaps in a river. Well, no, because then he's gonna torment the fish, and fish taste really good when they're not tormented. Fish are friends, not food. Fish are delicious food, but you you gotta cook them. You don't want them all like raw and wriggling. 
Ayod. I worked with a merman, and I don't know if that's racist or not. Was he a fish? He was a merman. Fuck, do you think? I don't know what a merman <laughs> is. It just sounds like a man from Mer. I don't know. Where uh, is the infamous city of Mer? Alright, so am I shoving this thing back in the bag of holding? Are we leaving it here? Yes. I, I would put it in the bag. I think carrying a corpse out of a crypt cool. is a bad idea. Just out in the open. Next. How about, how about you, Nix? Gotta vote. I think he said he doesn't care, and if we interrupt his time here, he might kill us too. Walk up and put a hand on our shoulder. Hey, bud, y'all good? Your hand goes through nothing. You don't have dark vision. Yeah, the room was described as pitch black. He has dark vision. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then there's Cax who doesn't have dark vision. All right, I have dark you... vision. Yeah, yeah, all you guys. All you guys do. I thought one of us didn't. Nope. I have no, dark vision. Us... The room, the room has reduced dark vision. The class yeah. D D. I have dark vision. I think we all have dark vision and. Thrym doesn't have sunlight sensitivity anymore. Yeah, he does. Right. He has reduced dark vision and no sunlight sensitivity. In fact, I think I have the furthest dark vision because of Whisper. Um, about the time in that conversation when Thrym and Key started bantering, Nyx had stood up, sheathed his sword, and started walking down the hallway. Okay. And Nyx, uh. You guys see where he went? I'm gonna peek inside the coffin. That's the most logical place I'd look for him. He left. Alright, I'm gonna shove our little little dwarven boy back into the bag of holding. Yeah, worst comes to worst, we ditch him later. Can you not pull him out next time, please? That was kinda weird. I didn't know I pulled him out. Yeah, you did. You were like, oh, hey, look, a raisin. And you, like, took him out of the bag. (laughs) It was kind of wild. That sounds it. You you were like, there he is. And then you put him in the bag. But it didn't sound like you. Out of the bag, rather. It didn't sound like you, but I'm pretty sure it was you. And you just had, like, a wicked sore throat or something. We're doing this as we walk, right? (laughs) Presumably, so. I mean, I'm not staying in a room (laughs) with a corpse any longer than I have to. (laughs) Alright, so I'll, we can, unless you guys have anything else, we can expedite it as you guys coming out into the, um... I wanted to try and take a plate of metal or something off of a big robotic dragon we had fought. How big of a plate do you want? Eh, hopefully enough to cover my chest. You guys are fucking... You I have, like, good plate robbers now. Why are I want the shortest board make... of shit I've killed. Why are we trying to make scrap armor? So you get like a weird. You get like a very heavy, probably like 20 pound small plate that had been kind of rent out of place by both of you and Thrym just like bashing on the fucking thing. Jax isn't waiting for that shit either. It's easily wedged out. So I'd say like a like a, a two and a half by two and a half chunk of Sweet. Yeah, bronze, I'm, most I'm likely. 
Yeah, just chuck chuck that in there. It's kind of on the heavier side. Alright, I got it. Cool. Is Nyx just like strolling ahead or is he walking with a purpose? He's just walking. Hax is going to start running to try to find Nyx before he exits. If not, then he'll catch up to him outside somewhere, I'm sure. There's quite a few, a uh, couple of hallway and the room with the other odd, uh, broken down automatons on the floor. So I'd say if no, if you're not in a rush to leave, probably closer to the stairwell that leads up, you catch up with Nick. So uh, what's the plan now? We report back to her grandmother. I thought it was her mom. This whole time. She seemed a little old, but, I mean, some people have kids old. Some people have kids young. What do you know about children? You think they're brought by the stork? Yeah, that's what I mean. You have to, like, a, a, a mom and a dad have to, like, perform this ritual, and then... They, the stork brings the baby. Some people are like, oh, let's have a kid. And they perform a little ritual and like summon a stork. And then some people are like, oh, I don't really want to deal with a, a kid. And so they don't perform the ritual till later. Like, I don't know. How is this complicated to you? John, I'm getting full metal flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how, like, how do you not understand how it works? It's, it's pretty simple. You know where the city of Myrrh is, by the way? <laughs> We're in it. Mirabar, they call it Myrrh for short. Oh. Okay. So now I just want Cax to start talking, referring to everybody in town as a Myrrh person. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, see, so I'll so, leave you the creepy crypt. I, yeah. I stayed back with Key while he was grabbing his stuff, and I want I want to ask him, as we're walking out, if he can heal me a little bit. Because Thrym is barely staring. You're limping hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure thing, man. Anytime. And I am going to hit him with a... Gear wounds at second level, which is um two d eight plus my spellcasting modifier. It's uh that's nine, and then I'll hit you with it again. Daboosh. Or. 18 and then I'll and I'll offer the regenerate potion of regeneration to you like still need it or uh you notice as you go to do that thrim is no longer bloody right no I'm, still... I'm, I'm good thank you though that definitely helped anytime man I still owe you you got me up a fucking death dude I, I still owe you a little bit there yeah it was close this time yeah I like was in the I was like dreaming like I was with you guys and then I was dreaming and then I came out of the dream and I was just destroyed 
Yeah, uh, you hit, you pulled, uh, Orm out of the bag, got his spirit out, hit me in the back with your hammer, uh, Pax put an arrow in you, and, uh, then it fell out. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I don't remember that. I like to think that this whole time, Thrym still has an arrow in his chest. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yep. Probably, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's how that got there. I didn't yeah, even that notice. One. <laughs> yep. I'm talking about that one. So, yeah, I'll, I'll pull out the arrow and I'll just hold it in my hand until I see Cax again and I'll give it back to him. <laughs> it was a good shot, man. It was a good shot. Yeah. Right in the Dead center item. of the chest. Dead item. That, that kid's good with a bow. I'll yeah. give him that. He's he's fucking good. He don't miss often. And a bow that can speak to people in their head. Yeah, that, that thing's that thing's actually pretty sick. And as we're walking by, uh, I'm gonna look to see if Nyx has splattered the little Roombas on the wall still. Because I know that he. he oh, that's a good point. That. Did you do it again on your way out? No. <laughs> uh, Nyx didn't throw the cubes on the wall. I don't I don't think he's okay right now. He seemed very happy last time. Yeah, we should probably catch up to him. Alright, and I'm gonna start jogging forward. Okay. So as uh our first group gets to the surface and uh our our large lads uh come out to the surface, it looks like it's uh a little past midday at this point and uh, now would probably be a good time for us to take our break. All right, and we are back. So our banged up and damaged crew left the Mirabar Crypt, and you guys are now back in the city proper. Uh, as you guys come out, uh, there was a gentleman dozing off uh, to the side of this crypt. Uh, he is no longer there. One thing of note. And um, a relatively bright, obnoxious day is ahead of you. So I'll assume Nyx was the first out of the crypt. Mm. And as soon as he's exposed to the sunlight, he's pulling his head over and not he's not rushing he's actually walking a little bit more slowly than normal but it's a straight line back to the quarrel house sure so it's, it's going to be fairly easy for the rest of the group to catch up to him but you know he's he's not acknowledging anything around him so i'm assuming you guys are all following him straight over to the quarrel residence yeah cool um, once, once I catch up to Cax, I'm going to hand him back his arrow and just go, I, I was told you shot me. Nice shot. Uh, th I think you can keep that one. It's, it's kind of bent. Okay. Like, some of the fletchings are missing from where you just ripped it out. It's, yeah, no thanks. It costs more to get it repaired than it's worth. Didn't you hit him with an arrow of the forge? No, I didn't. No? I, I ran out of those against the dragon. 
Oh my god, if he did, he could have gotten fucking conked. Yeah, he would. He probably would have died. That would have been four d6 uh, from the arrow alone, and then two more d6 from the sneak attack. Yeah, that would have fucking killed him. <laughs> I'll just like I'll just toss the arrow behind me as we're as we're walking. <laughs> just leaving a a bloody bent arrow in the streets. All right. So if you guys don't have any other business currently, uh. We make our way over to the Coral Residence, and you actually see uh, standing outside, smiling and kind of looking around, is uh, flanked by a few guards, is uh, Priscilla Coral. And she looks exhausted, um, but looks pleased, and she sees uh, you, Nyx, and the rest of you. Um, and she actually rushes over to you, Nyx, and then just jumps into a very, like, deep but weak hug. While I'm returning the hug, I'm actually going to slip from her arms and drop to my knee. And... Madam Quarrel, your daughter, your, your granddaughter, Dawn has been put to rest. I am sorry, she never deserved that. But the deed is done. And she she nods enthusiastically. She goes, I know, I know. Just a little while ago, I was alone in my chambers and I heard a voice that said, don't cry, I'm free now. And it was her. So yes, you did. You accomplished everything you sought out to do for her. We will take care. I assume she is still down in the crypt. Yes, we we left her body alone. So we were waiting for the opportunity to give her a proper burial. Hence why we left her down there until that could be accomplished. Uh, now it sounds like we can... Maybe move forward after a few days. I get the impression that whatever malady was affecting people may may go away. But anyway, see, everyone of your group is doing all right. And she kind of like winces as she looks over at Thrym and all of his uh, wounds that are still bruised and a little bloody. We're a touch battered, but we made it out. Where are you staying? Supper and sleep. That's the one. Thank you. I was literally like, fuck, I gotta go look back because I can't even remember. Uh, she uh, we're, she we're nods sleeping. and she calls over a guard and, and whispers something to him. And the guard and like heavy plate, you can just hear him clump, clump, clump and runs down in the direction of the supper and sleep. She goes, your arrangements are are all set. You guys can rest the night. I'll, I'll be speaking with the council tomorrow morning, and we will be sure to uh, get an appropriate reward ready for you. We appreciate that. Um, again, I'm, I'm sorry for what you've endured. Just nods appreciatively. You did a lot of good today. I don't mean any offense by saying it, but drow aren't usually 
known to do good, so... This is refreshing, and I'm sure the people here with wounds still from the wars from before, they'll li like to hear of things like this happening. Well, I assure you no offense was taken. I know my kind, and I know what they've done. And I mean to rectify that. And I personally look forward to seeing good things happen. She just inhales deeply and looks around and smiles. If you'll excuse me, I feel like I may need to sleep until tomorrow. I understand. Thank you. And she kind of like awkwardly waves to the rest of you and uh, goes back in the Quarrel uh, Mansion uh, with the guards. I will lift my head and stand, turn back to the group, and walk over to them. Apparently our, apparently our stay has been paid for at the end. Nice deal. She'll be having a meeting with the council tomorrow to determine our full reward. I didn't know you accepted hugs. There are many things about me you don't know, Cax. Does that mean anyone could hug you? If you try to do that right now, I will skewer you. We got a couple spell slots left, Cax. Give it a go. <laughs> so maybe later then. Grim wants to try so bad. <laughs> He's gonna get hugged by a giant. I think at that point, it's grappling. <laughs> <laughs> An unwanted hug is a grapple. You go to let go of Nyx, and you just notice he's been flattened. <laughs> Looking like Flat Stanley out here. Yeah. Take take twenty points of cuddling damage. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been effective against Dawn. But uh, he's going to turn to the group and say, "So." If the council meeting's tomorrow, I guess we have... We gotta fill this day. I mean, watching Cax kick pole arms out was pretty entertaining. Hey, uh, hey, Thrim, you wanna go see if Edwin got his box back? Yeah! I, I, I probably owe him a drink or two because of that. Alright. I mean on the way there we could try and find him a job I, I, I've got a plan for that uh, I, I do need to go by the slummier side of town and look for a building we could fix up okay I mean depending on the building I can probably help I mean with with that because I know that was part of your thing um, unless there was anything you guys individually wanted to do we can use this opportunity uh, to jump right into our uh, downtime activities. Night Owl Nerd Shippoot in. Let's go! <laughs> if there's anything individual before the downtime you guys want to do, you're more than welcome to. But if everyone's copacetic with that, uh, we can do downtime shite. 
Hey, Nyx, while they, while they look for... Uh, uh, Edwin, his name is. Edwin, yeah, that one. Um, what languages do you speak? Common, undercommon, abyssal, and elvish. Do you think you could teach me one of those? At some point. Well, you already speak common. Yeah. And I feel that Elvin might be a little elegant for you. That's that's probably true. And Abyssal is... Abyssal may be beyond you. So if you if you want to learn, I could teach you under common, probably. I don't I know, could, try and teach me I could try to I could try to teach you the, the language of, of of my people. That uh which language is that? Uh it's it's the same one the dragons speak. Uh, the uh, dr- draconic, I think is what it's called in common. Can you you can read, right? Can I read? Of course. I just apparently can't spell. Then perhaps at some point you could show me how to read this journal. Yeah, that, that's the one I read. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to read it for myself. Okay. But not today. Okay. Yeah, we can work on that. Before we split up, I want to kind of take next to the side. Just be like, are you good? No. Yeah, I, I did think so. Like, you just, you're kind of acting like you did on the fire plane when Bayron told you something that you didn't want to hear this is she was an innocent no one deserves that fate and what I don't understand is why there's why there's so much unfairness why there's such an imbalance it just it's it's hard to put into words, but this doesn't doesn't make sense. You know what's funny? That kind of sounds like one of the things when we first met Locutus that he said. Well, that's an, an unfortunate juxtaposition. kind of why he was thinking about wiping out this entire place. Well, I would would hate to agree with his point of view, but he may not have been wrong about that. I can't say I disagree with that either. Listen, Thrym, I'm, um, I'm gonna need some time without you over my shoulder. Yeah, that's fine. He said he wanted to do some stuff, so I'll go with him. I just wanted to, you know, check in, make sure you were okay. I'll, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll be fine. I just... 
I need time. You're a good friend, Thrym. Don't think I don't don't think I undervalue who you are. Maybe go back to the bathhouse. That was really relaxing. I I know where I'm going. Okay. And then I'll like catch up to Key wherever he is. Just kind of lightly pat next on the shoulder before I leave. Cool. Uh, Good. I was just gonna say after that, Nix like pulls his hood a little bit lower and starts walking out of town. Okay. Uh, anyone else have anything prior to downtime stuff? Hax wants to go to the nicest restaurant in town, order a nice fancy meal, and then go take a nap. And Sounds. and then start downtime. So how much um, <laughs> how much is that food gonna cost me? Uh like like one gold. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well I was wholeheartedly expecting like a ten gold meal. <laughs> Twenty seven gold for kobolds. I was like, well, you know. <laughs> Nicest meal in town's one gold. I suppose a room is also one gold at a at a pretty decent end, so like hey. Your your kebabs are coming on balsam skewers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, sir, we would use those. We'll need that back. <laughs> oh, they try to knock the kebab like. <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, who would like to go first? I'll do it. All right. And I'm with him. Sure. All right. So you, we we obviously discussed your stuff, um, and I'll just go down the list here. Um, the first thing you said you had wanted to do was to uh, find a place of worship to yeah. commandeer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For, first thing, sorry before I get ahead of myself. Um. Over the next couple days, you all scatter. You all kind of do your thing. Uh, Thrym and Key are together. Uh, Nyx does his own thing, as does Cax. Uh, you guys uh, decide when you guys meet up with each other. You guys have now, like, practically permanent free lodging at the inn, as well as food there. Um, and as you walk around town in the next few days people like notice you and are kind of smiling at you and they go out of their way to say hi a few people even come over and say thank you for all you've done uh while you're sitting down and eating meals uh you guys are practical celebrities in this town for uh the events that had happened and on top of that where the fuck did i put that information uh you all uh the total gold reward for helping is 6,000 gold. So divided that up, I literally had that and then I got rid of it, is 1,500 gold each. Whenever someone comes to thank me 
I wish to deflect all thanks over to Lord Varen. I want to get the name going through <laughs> there. I want everyone to start talking about it. All right. And uh, you get a couple quizzical looks and everything, but as your thought process, you um, chat with a few people. Um, and a while ago, if you guys look over to our, our map, um, the kind of peach ring on the northeast is uh is one of the older dilapidated churches oh wait no okay. i'm sorry that was the my bad i didn't circle that did i no you did there's a beach ring that's the bathhouse yeah it's the bathhouse oh. i was just realizing that might be i was gonna All say right. i could have sworn there was like an old church here yes yes there was um i think i pointed out but i did not uh, to, oh, you know what? Actually, we'll just choose the building that's right across the street from the Red Circle, which is where you guys are staying. Um, so that was actually a prominent location that you would have known existed. Um, yep. Yeah, whoever did that little pingy ping. Um, is me. That's you. Uh, you find out that there is currently no services. It's actually kind of a... It's not condemned, but there's just nothing going on in it. Um, you, uh, go out of your way and speak with the council, um, and you actually end up meeting the third person who is Altix Bellowcloak, who is a, a gnome. Uh, he kind of runs a lot of the commerce portions in town, while the other two kind of handle the industry. Uh, and Altix tells you, uh, because of what you did, if you wanted to set up some sort of basic, uh, worship facility, um... He would be more than happy to lease that out to you. The only thing that you would have to pay for uh, would be taxes. I do those. Um, he uh, puts that down at uh, 100 gold a month for taxes on that church. All right. I can do that. So we can uh, we can go into depending on what you do. I know you were looking to staff it, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, with that, without going in the nitty gritty, um, we'll do some rolls in a little bit to figure out like you know basic shit on that. Uh, we're not going to go into too in depth, but provided you have basic staffing, uh, they would like generate income based off of tithing and stuff like that. And that should keep up. Um, he will. He does need uh, 100 gold flat off the top at the beginning of this. Is, I however. can do that. Yeah. Cool. I do so, want to offer Edwin the job of janitor. Okay. And a place to sleep in it. Sure. Uh, for that, uh, roll me a persuasion with advantage. All right. I'm pretty hey. sure I got that. He likes money. Uh, how's a 25 do? 25 is perfect. Edwin uh, will now be a permanent fixture. And when he wants to take a drink, he goes straight across the street to the inn. Uh, so it's perfect for him. My guy. My man. Um, there's as my far thing. as like, clergymen and priests go, I want to spend the week you know, talking to people. and Sure. Uh, I do... Whoever seems the most devout when we go to leave, I'm gonna ordain. Okay. So, uh, um, do I see like a large stone or something around? 
Oh yeah, dude, you're you're in charge of remodeling the whole place. You, 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 anything stone, I leave to you. <laughs> but do I see one like a large stone that I could move? Um, like about six feet tall. I'd say like as you travel around town, um, you guys have the whole week. So a, a couple of those days, you guys have wandered and kind of seen like all the different locales this place has to offer. Either, either boredom or you're just kind of seeing what's up. On the southwestern side of town, there are many, many dilapidated buildings, and a few of them are made out of very large chunks, and you easily find... Uh, and they take you a little bit to kind of hoist over or roll them however you want to do it to get it over to the church, if that's where you wanted to bring it. Yep. Um, but yeah, you can easily find like large stones like that over in that section of town. All right, so right in the front of the church, I'm going to carve this giant chunk of stone into a statue of Bayron. Ooh, okay. What is that for your role for your mason's shit? You obviously... Well, uh, we weren't really sure. For something small, we said we had to roll, but for something big... I would say, I I would say that's something... Yeah, I would say that's big, because you're... Like, you're... I want to do something about his height. Okay. Okay. And like, just have it right in the front of the church. Okay. For for the sake of the fact that you'd be uh, doing that for a good chunk of your week, I'd say you know, honestly, not to even worry about rolling since you're taking your time with it, and it's not like you're crunching it to get it in in a certain time frame. We'll just like take the twenty on it. Okay. So you have a beautiful artistic and rendition of Veyron in his glory uh, right outside the church. If that pleases Key. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, and when I'm done, I'm going to look at Key and be like, huh? <laughs> that is fantastic, dude. This is this is coming together so nicely. And all the old religious symbols in it, I want to replace with the religious symbol on my amulet, like of his mask and stuff. Sure. Absolutely. Hopefully Edwin's helping me clean all the cobwebs and oh all, yeah, all the yeah. He's running around with a broom. Not only is he getting rid of the cobwebs, but he's like trying to like smack the occasional mouse or rat that he finds, kind of nestled in the corners. <laughs> no, he'd make the whole place bloody. I don't think you want that. Rex and Edwin, what a team that would be! What what a fucking team, dude. Um, let's see. Where's my paper? I have like. Pardon me, I've got like seven tabs open on one fucking thing. Um, in regards to your preaching and recruiting, so I did yes. tell you to work on a good speech. I did write a speech. Beautiful. So in the I... cent in the center of town, I'd say you take one or two days, maybe three, depending on how many you want, and you set up right in the town square. And you, you first end up looking a little bit like that crazy guy with the repent signs. Um, but the people know you here. The people stop in their tracks and listen. So what, over the course of time, do you say to these impoverished religionless people? I assume I'm standing on just some wooden crate or something just trying to project my voice. Oh, yeah. Mirabar is plagued no longer. But it was not just through blood and sweat and iron 
that gave you this peaceful life. Divine intervention has blessed this northern city. We, I'm going to gesture to Thrym, and I, I would assume I would have asked Cax to stand up on stage with me for a little bit. I don't know. He absolutely would not. <laughs> he would He would instead rather you take a dummy version of him than him. <laughs> Nix is not there either, so I, I don't have him, so I'm just going to gesture to Thrym. Thrym's going to be there, but you can really tell he does not want to be there. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. I, I paid for your drinks that night. <laughs> uh, we, That's the way to Thrym's heart. We are followers of Varen. Some of you may know him better as the son of Loth. And I, I'm just going to wait for booze and whatnot. To... Get the fuck off! He does not see himself as the son of Loth. Him and his operatives like us actively work to overthrow the tyrannical Spider Queen of the Underworld. A new age of the relations of the Underdark is coming. It is upon us. It is near arriving. Varen will lead the Underdark and the surface to new levels of prosperity and relationship. No wars between each other will ruin this town or the economy or any friends or allies. No more lives will be lost to the drow. None. This will establish Mirabar as a holy and economic center of the surface world for years. And years to come, the first home of Varen's followers, the first house of Varen, will be established here. And you have seen what happens when Valon followers enter your lives. When we arrived, you were plagued, you were cursed, none of you were sleeping, and we have worked hard to free you from this. Join us and be one with the Order of Varen. And for those of you that are willing to join the future Lord of the Reformed Underdark, I am setting up the first house of worship down there across from the sleep, sleep and supper. I, you all may join when ready. I will not turn away anyone. May our, all of our souls put on his great mask at the end of our life. <laughs> Fucking applause. That was, that from was the really players. good. That yeah, was, was really good. <laughs> Dude, I gotta hand it to you. That was great. Yep. For some we talked to my, I told him the other day, I'm like, I want a speech. You better work on that speech. That's gonna affect the DC of this shit. The and with TV in the work cafeteria played Joel Austin the past four days, so I was just like kinda listening, like, alright, alright. <laughs> Dude, I I kinda wanna follow Varen. Like me. <laughs> me Xander <laughs> wants to follow Varen now. <laughs> I'll go get that brand. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Let's get it. Uh, I I assume for the followers I brand, I'll do one point of uh, the uh, healing touch thing I have to stop the pain. Lay on and hands. Then I'll use spell slot. Lay on hands, yeah. And then I'll stop the pain with spell slots when I run out of lay on hands. And then <laughs> after that, I'll resort to medical solve to help. Like, sorry, you're the 57th person today. You get acetone. <laughs> sorry. Alright, I would like you to roll me a performance check with advantage, my friend. A performance check with advantage. I Do I have performance? I do not! No! Ah! Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, how's a 21 do? 21, my friend. You, over the course of the couple days, get four... I guess you'd call them staff, or clergy people, to help 
run things and you train maybe one or two to begin services. And you uh, instruct the other two um, as kind of the outreach and kind of the charity functions of this church. Um, and over the course of how many days did you want to do much, your sermons? How much is this downtime? I'm I'm spending uh, one week. 12 hours a day at this church. I'm grinding right. this it's, out. Uh, I would say it's one week this downtime will consume. All right. Okay. So I'm, I'm spending 12 hours a day. Okay. So I, like, if I got to run errands, it's during the lunch break, and then I come back and do the lunch sermon. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. So between Bjorn talking to him and then this speech, because Thrym failed his check, Thrym is now a follower of Veyron. What? <laughs> it's about fucking time. <laughs> I I rolled. Yeah, just I'm sure. Just I'm sure that speech. dream had nothing to do with it either. Like I said, between that and this speech, I rolled this. See, and I rolled with disadvantage because of the dream itself. Dude, I, I have a whole private, you know, uh, thing with Rim and doctoring him in and. You know, telling how much it means to me that he finally chose to come with us. It's this means a lot, man. It really does. With your beautiful performance roll uh, over the course of the week, you gain uh, twenty-nine people who, according to your clergy people, are going to be regulars at the church. All right. Did you have a name for? the church as well or do we is that a work in progress this this is going to be house of varen and uh i want to discuss with thrim you know maybe as far as the redeemed being a whole kind of because i don't know if that's just a, a militant force that we have to overthrow law but we might just call ourselves the redeemed i'm gonna stick with that given okay. that speech i would yeah uh <laughs> So after Thrym carves that statue, he wants to go, like, do whatever he has to to get up to, like, the top of this building and carve in the symbol of the redeemed at the top. Okay. A little treacherous, but I say that's reasonable. Like, and a big one. A very large one? All right. Yep. Yeah, fuck it. If you're on top of a church carving a, carving a thing, yeah, fucking... Yeah, roll me with advantage on those uh, Mason's tools. I am All below, right. ready to catch him. Uh, I... Ethan, write down uh, your clergy people and you, how many followers you currently have. Uh, I don't have to roll with advantage. I rolled a natural 20 on the first roll. Fuck you, but cool. That see, if is... you, see if you double up. It is a... Okay. <laughs> wow. Hot and cold. That was a natural one. Wow, Okay. So hey, you're welcome. A, you got that out of the way now. A bright <laughs> and gleaming symbol of the redeemed on top of this church. Beautiful. Yeah, Ethan, I just want you, since you are the uh, televangelist supreme, I want you to keep track of uh, what you're getting when you go on these little sprees. And and Thrym is also going to tell Key that if he tells anybody he's a follower of Veyron, he'll fucking kill him. All right. All right. <laughs> I I'm not going to lie. If you died in that fight, I was going to make you the first saint. 
So, <laughs> works out. <laughs> like, your, your whole body would have, like, a whole coffin thing. It would have been great. All right, so... Is there anything else you want to be doing with the preaching and recruiting portion of your downtime? Um, I'd, I'd say that that yeah. takes up uh, it, it, that's majority of your yeah. time. I um, do want to hit different parts of the city to try to draw as many people in as I go through, just yeah. just to get people used to the idea. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that all that all was part of of your. That's why you hit the town square because everyone has to kind of go around there. That's where all like the major eateries are. So. You're hitting it, yeah, during, like, before lunch times when people are coming in and, like, evening times when people are out for a stroll. Like, you hit it at all the good times. Right. Um, You spoke with me about uh, swapping uh, your fighting style. Yep. And that's an easy swap. Um, I would say, actually, since you have Thrym with you, you guys kind of, like, bar a little bit. And rather than kind of Thrym seeing him like spar with you, you see him kind of change his positioning to, to be a little less attentive to others and more upon himself. Um, okay. So with that, uh, you change your, your, you just change what fighting style your paladin has. Yeah. Um, and then you did want to, uh, you said switch out shield. Yep. I'm going to sell the magic one and just get a normal one. All right. Um, in conjunction with, with, uh, looking at like an upgrade, I would say with your newfound connections in town, you mainly actually work with, uh, the ferns to kind of like go over like a design that you would kind of envisioned for a shield um and charles fern kind of like walks over and he struts over um and this is the first time actually that you've seen this is towards the end of the week um you're starting to see uh missing person posters around town for uh Oren. and he just saunters over it looks like charles doesn't have a care in the world he goes he points out to your shield, and we'll you know we'll discuss what it looks like afterwards for the sake of uh, yeah. customizing as you want. He goes, ah, we worked extra hard for that. It's got a little bit of magic in it, if you can believe it. Hmm. Really? That little baby, fifteen hundred gold. But seeing as you all have been helping us out, we'll take that. You can have it for 900. And right. the stats on it, it is, uh, it's a shield, but it gives you plus one AC. So, plus three? Oh, yeah, plus two normally, yeah. Yep, so it's a shield plus one, I suppose. So, because Thrym's with him, Thrym wants to try and buy Key's shield before he sells it. Yeah, so yeah, as this conversation's happening, you haven't made the deal yet. And he, he as you kind of interject. Yeah. Um, so he so he wants nine hundred because uh we helped the town. Yep. Alright. Yeah, it really has nothing to do like the other shield to him has like no value at all, so Alright. So I'll I'll hand over the nine hundred and I am going to 
give the shield, or I'm to give my shield to Thrym. Cool. Yeah. How much do you want for it? Nothing, man. All good. We're cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And it still has that, like, very crude chipping that, uh... It... Oh, wait, no, I had painted the Mask of Varen on it, yes. hadn't I? Yeah. Yep. This one... Yeah, alright. I would say for the both of you, just to make sure you get what you want with it, uh, uh, your shield's already made, but Thrym, you... Um, very easily could convince uh, Charles to have it uh, altered in look to however you wanted. Alright, so I'm going to look at Charles and I'm going to show him my current shield with the carving of Brim holding the bird up standing on top of the dragon. Okay. And be like, I want this instead of this painting. And he just nods and he looks over at like the transaction he had with the shield. He goes, "Yeah, we can do that." All right. So, so weird, Charles, weird Charles time. A huh? member of is does he follow my religion? Because if I can get the council members on this religion, uh, no. Man. I rolled for it, so <laughs> he doesn't. In your eyes, he doesn't seem like someone who's very swayed by religion. Can, um, can I help now being a follower of Veyron to make a uh, disadvantage? Probably not. He doesn't quite uh, care was, about the opinions of others. It was okay. worth a shot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he, he's um, just glad his son is missing. So, Thrym, you end up getting uh, the upgraded shield with that ability on it. Um, and... Well, in our random stuff later, we'll discuss like what it ends up being for you. Because I think what it was two less than your AC. Key? Two less yeah. than your AC. Use your reaction to return uh, force force damage. Yeah, this yeah, half. yeah. If you guys could just uh, get together and swap that stuff, that's also your homework too, Thrym. Get your uh, character sheet up and running. Dude, I tried. I don't know. Like I wrote it all down and then it didn't save. I don't know what I did wrong. I fucking suck at computers. <laughs> no worries, just keep, keep at it. We'll see what All we can right. do. Um, and for your shield key, what what does that look like? Um, I want it to either have like an etching or like metal outline of Varen's mask on it. I want it to kind of be one of those big stereotypical, uh, not round shields or square ones, but the ones that are kind of diamond shaped. You know, kind of have the two little waves at the top. Yeah. And then it comes down. Yeah that and i want the mask of varen on it yeah, i think it's like a kite shield maybe so yeah that's yeah. the term yep that, god, that's what i'm looking god for. bless video games for giving us access to medieval terminology as much as it does you mean like the one behind me <laughs> that fuck. that that one on the on the wall there fuck the triforce whoa uh, all right whoa <laughs> Can't over. We're done. Can't whoa. Over. everything's Everything exploded. Whoa. First of all, it used to be one of the better items in League of Legends. But I'll mute myself now. <laughs> all right. Key and uh, Thrym, is there anything else uh, you guys wanted to do throughout the remainder of your week? Um, I wanted to like go out into the wilderness and kind of search around for anything I could use for poisons. Sure. Okay. 
Um, just looking for like the ingredients that you'd need for your yeah. uh, poisoner's kit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Roll. Yeah. Roll me a, a nature check. Roll. Roll me two separate nature checks. Well, the first one probably didn't find me much. Nature. Uh, an eight for the first one. And a 17 for the second one. 17. So uh, you find uh, three. What is it? Each dose gives you how many when you make it? Ah, uh, fuck. Hold on. I got to look. It, that I think up. it's. Uh, each gives him three charges. Yeah, I think each dose. It's, uh, yeah, it's based on. off your proficiency modifier, right? Something like that. No. Yep. All right. Do you want to make those poisons with the batches you find or just hold on to them? No, I'll make them. Okay. So that will give you, um, with your rolls, uh, 10 uh, doses of poison. Okay. So that ups me to 21. Because, you know, he just needs yeah gallons of poison. Well, I haven't gotten to use them on many things because most of the stuff we have fought, like, like I'm not going to use poison on a fucking ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I poison the automaton? What the hell? Why isn't that mechanical dragon succumbing to my poison? <laughs> you could have poisoned the Roombas. Like, Rim's not the smartest, but he's Those not that guys. stupid. <laughs> All right, yeah, that'll do it for me. Cool. Key? Yeah, uh, setting up the church, got the armor swap. I'm all good. Cool. You updated your AC on your character sheet? Yep. I have Beautiful. Two. All right. Who would like to go next? By the rule of noses, apparently. <laughs> Next will go next. <laughs> Thank you for that, Xander. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. All right. So for next, we'll rewind to the moment they separated. Mm -hmm. uh, he will make his way out of town north. As soon as he steps outside of town, he's going to step to the side a little bit against the outer wall and just kind of fall back on it and collapse to the ground and just kind of sit there for about 10-20 minutes just very contemplative not, not not like acknowledging anyone if there's a guard out there he's just not saying a goddamn thing mm -hmm. then he's going to start heading north a little bit following the miner's path and to the north east because he knows that to the west is the forest where Cax's troop used to be. The northeast, where you've got this little forest next to a river and a waterfall. Yeah. I'll draw a nice little circle. Right in about this area here. Nyx is going to sit down and start meditating. Sure. Uh, in, in this area, you hear very faint banging um, coming from the hills behind you. And at first you'll, you'll think this won't do at all. It's going to get really fucking annoying, but it's consistent. 
not not like to a metronome, but it's very consistent where it's almost like white noise to the w other sounds around you. You get um, th the trickle of the the waterfall isn't too intense uh, nearby, but you know uh, uh, about a hundred feet down, you have the the layer of water, and you notice downstream it kind of just seeps into the rocks. It looks like it kind of goes into some sort of underground uh, waterway. Because you kind of figure, you know, what is it just going to overflow? What the hell is going on? So you're getting a sense of your surroundings. And I think that's the first part of your meditation is you're looking yeah. around, observing. There doesn't seem to be any wildlife except for uh, songbirds that are kind of just wasting the day away. Um... This is that same day you guys had had kind of separated, so it's probably 5 p.m. at this point, so you're getting yep. a little bit of, like, lighter color blue in the sky. Um, yep. In this area, it's, it's pretty densely populated by these large coniferous trees, so uh, it's bright, but it's not, like, triggering to you. So oh. you're able to look around at the, the peace and serenity of this location, kind of having the cliffs around it and it's like its own pocket biome if you will right so i'm going to assume my meditative position just sitting cross-legged sword laid out in front of me i'm just going to focus on what is around me the sounds mm -hmm. of nature the the metronome from the miners just life as it is on the surface as dusk begins to fall, I am first going to reach out to Veyron. The connection very quickly. There's no static. There's no waiting. Almost as if, you know, you just willed it to happen. And you see Veyron covered in, like, viscera of, like, purple viscera that kind of in a weird way complements his outfit and it looks like he like is shaking off his arm and he looks up well this is perfect timing you look a little bit worse for wear I have not had a pleasant day hmm I can relate but good news is the surrounding area doesn't seem to have any of Lost little spies anymore. Um, matter of a week or so, and me and a few allies might have the entirety of this pocket cleaned out. Well, then it seems like you are on the path you wanted to follow. Indeed. That's an interesting phrase. What uh, path are you following? I don't know. I'm very torn at the moment. But before I get into that, I do have a favor that I must ask of you. I'll see what I can do. We just laid to rest the spirit of a young girl who was murdered in an act of self selfishness and fear and it it led to terrible terrible things for her could you reach out to Aramakos 
have him help her rest better. I know you did something similar for Key. Could you just have that entity assist in her rest? Close to your location, am I correct? Yes, her body should be interred in the crypt of the city just south of me. Very well. I may have to send someone up there, but I might be able to get that done in a matter of days. You... For now, I will accept that you are who you say you are. What do you know of the balance of life and death? Why would her spirit come back? Well, that was the cause of the malady affecting that town we saw at the bottom of the mines, correct? Yes. Well... Be the gods as they may, some, sometimes the mortals, no offense, can almost will things to happen sometimes in, in extreme anguish. You say she died. What, what exactly were the circumstances of her death? The boy she was bound to marry. He was unsure, unwilling. He, he didn't want to get married to her. So he lured her away and murdered her quite violently. Hmm. At this point, he actually sits down in a, a little bit of a mimicry of your position. And it looks like it's mostly just to kind of get comfortable. I'm rather not an expert. This isn't really my field of precision here, but if I had to guess, the girl probably had very strong feelings for the boy. If she was murdered in cold blood just like that, provided she survived the first couple of attacks, negativity and the feeling of betrayal might have somehow tethered her spirit to her body. And usually when that happens, that can start to corrupt the spirit. Is is there not a god governing governing the barrier of between life and death to prevent things like that from happening? Yes, but I'm assuming so. The impression that I got around that town is that it seems to be in a little bit of a pocket void. Not a lot of people in that area worship. And a lot of the boons that certain gods will gift their constituents, if you will. After all, it is a little bit of a competition. Without presence of gods that would help guide people to an afterlife or to the service of others and whatever strange magics exist out there with other gods, 
a soul like that, a soul so racked with torment, betrayal, and love, would end up getting tethered there, not able to leave. And then transform into the creature that you presumably eliminated. I mean, you're still alive. Yeah. Yes, I am still breathing. Good. How is Thrym? Is he still kicking? He was fairly battered in the uh, in the encounter, but he he made it out. I believe he may actually be the key in getting Bjorn back. Believe it or not, it'd be a shame if uh, he jumped off the mortal coil a little bit early. I don't think we need to tell him that. I'm sure he already knows. Indeed. I just don't... Today has me very conflicted. It seems very unfair that an innocent soul had to suffer that kind of fate. Agreed. That kind of... Faithlessness, if you want to call it that? That that serves no one. Not that I'm saying we're all out to be selfless individuals. My worshippers make me stronger, therefore fighting that wretched bitch. But there are a lot of gods out there that praise and the belief and the selflessness and the prayer helps communities, it helps the god with miraculous inspiration for the followers. I mean, there's there is a benefit to that, strangely enough. And this, unfortunately, this area does not have much. But it's out there. Takes a little bit of searching, I suppose. Is that something you're interested in? I don't know. Throughout my life, everything was very black and white. You live or you die. You're fodder for a war. Or you're useful to some greater cause as a tool. Or you're the one wielding the tool. That was... That was about it. And now I've... On a few occasions, seen this strange existence between life and death. And it makes me wildly uncomfortable seeing that imbalance. Even Thrym had his moments when we were in the volcano against a necromancer. He was so angry seeing the animated corpses of the fallen. And I had to agree with him. The dead should stay dead. Once you've left this plane, you shouldn't. shouldn't be forced to come back. That act disgusts me as well. Those, those that would raise the dead and those gods that would have their followers do that, those tend to be not as valuable to the followers. The threat that Lolth inflicts upon everybody in the Underdark. The threat of following or die. I mean, well, no offense, but we end up with 
people like you, people who buck the system, people who want to change it. That's what I'm here for. But when you enslave them in death, I know your house does that with the stone giants. It doesn't exactly instill loyalty, does it? No. Well, there's a lot of that around. But I assure you, there are gods out there that help with the balance. I mean, in a strange way, I'm here for that. She... I don't exactly align myself on, on goodly attributes, but I'm trying to thwart whatever she tries to do. Is that balance? Who's to say? It's my personal vendetta, and if it ends up looking as if we're tipping the scales in a different direction, so be it. It's not my main concern, but I suppose it is a balance in a way. I will need to be honest with you. I will assist you in taking down Loth. I agree that what she is doing is wrong, and her methods of achieving her goals are dishonorable, to say the least. But I'm not doing it to satisfy your personal vendetta. We have the same end goal, but... I cannot promise that I will remain a follower, as you put it, once the deed is done. Do you know what the plan is when the deed is done? I assume you take her throne. Seems lucrative. She does have power over very powerful demons in the spiderweb pits. But to be honest with you, I don't know. Sure, we change how Menzo Berenzin and other smaller places are governed. We regain equality to the sexes. We, I will leave up to them if they want to continue with slave labor. I'm not, not one I'm concerned about, but like you have a tool and you pick it up and you know the hammer will do a specific thing and you won't use a hammer to dig a trench but you know what a hammer is good for. I don't look at you as a hammer. I have manipulated a lot of things. I have deceptively put into a lot of people's minds the doubt of the houses of Menzo Berenzin and the, the doubt of Lolth. However, it would be foolish of me to think that the people whom I suppose employ to have to follow my iron will for the rest of their lives. I'm only looking to gain power to thwart her. After that, I'll just, I don't know what I'll need the power for, to be honest. To maintain it, I suppose? 
but if... You have bigger things. And you help me accomplish this. In no way, shape, or form would I hold you back from whatever you'd like to do. Thank you. He... Nods. You know... I do have certain alliances. Some I haven't reached out to. Give me the word and I can... See who's out there. Or you're free to explore it yourself. I'm... More than happy to help. You all seem very interested in the goal... Of taking her out. Maybe except that short one. I'm not exactly sure what the hell he's up to. But we are all destined for greater things. And whatever happens after that is fine by me. Tell you what, though. This is your story. I will get back to you when I told you I have found the location of Bjorn or other pertinent information. It might actually be more important for you to feel it out for yourself. Don't be surprised if they begin to come to you. I realize you aren't currently my uh, most faithful follower, but you are powerful. And for certain individuals in the godhood out there, having you by their side could be very beneficial. As long as you don't leave my side until the deed is done, do as you wish. You have my word. I will see this to the end. Excellent. And he stands up and he looks like he brushes his butt off. He's like, well, that's enough of a break. I need to go possibly rip a few more spider legs out of their thoraxes. If you have anything else for me. I will reach out to you in the future, I'm sure. Excellent. I await our next conversation. He smiles brilliantly and then steps out of the radius of you being able to perceive him in your mind. Okay. I'll spend the rest of the evening um, just kind of focusing on the the life that is around me. Sure. The evening comes with the quietness of the birds stopping the chirping. Uh, the picking goes away as well. And it really allows you on a nice clear night to see the stars above. There's a slight wind and it's very chilly coming down from the ridge that you know that the colder barren wilderness to the north resides. Uh, you hear the trickle of the waterfall. And... All of your senses are just flooded with your surroundings. You're, you're smelling the occasional pine from a nearby tree. Uh, you're seeing the occasional chipmunk skitter about. And something about the serenity of this scene, uh, it makes you feel like you have no wounds at all. You feel like a million bucks, even though you are fucking exhausted from... The crypt fight. 
sort of oh, yeah. fights. with all the magic I used, I am mm-hmm. drained. But you, you points-wise, I'm fine. But yeah, yeah, you feel like you've you've taken like a nice sauna where your muscles are just relaxed. Um, partially, I feel like you you feel yourself off the hook per se of having to like focus on Veyron. And almost as if, yeah, he's given permission to reach out and see what else is out there. During this time, despite all of the sounds, Nyx is going to focus a little bit more on the wind blowing through the trees as he kind of recognizes that the wind is probably the most free element. It's not bound. It has no boundaries. And we'll kind of focus on the sounds and direction and sense carried by the wind. Okay. Um, during your week uh, of downtime, do you return to this location? I don't leave this location. Ah, okay. I'm surviving off of the water from the river and my rations or whatever I happen to find or recognize basically watching what the animals eat okay and foraging kind of foraging for myself okay uh won't be a nature check 13 13 so over the course of that you notice like a lot of like the smaller chipmunks you see them finding like some of the the immature acorns that had fallen prematurely. You notice berry bushes and through a little bit of trial and error, kind of taste them to see what it's like. Um, You don't run into any major gastrointestinal issues by eating them with that roll. You do notice in this area as you spend the week here that there do seem to be a family of foxes across the river. Because occasionally, as you're hanging out and doing uh, stuff on the left-hand side of the river, they're coming down to the water to drink, and you see a couple of the kits that are playing. Um, and you do notice there there seems to be like a, a log uh, that's like burnt down, and, and or, I'm sorry, like broken down, and it looks like they're using the inside of this hollowed-out log as like a little den. Okay. You spend a couple more days there. Um, do you explore the other side of the river at all, or do you stick to the left side? Uh, Nyx is not very comfortable crossing the river, so he's going to kind of just stay about where he is. Sure. Find a nice spot under a tree where he'll do his daily meditations. He'll probably spend more time meditating than wandering, mm-hmm. just kind of absorbing the surroundings. Okay. Um, on like say, say like 10 hours a day he's down meditating and then the rest of the time he's kind of wandering okay on your what you count to be your fifth day you open your eyes and it looks like it's it's becoming dusk out and sitting next to you is a small fox pup and you start hearing the uh, barking and braying, and across the river, um, you notice the rest of the fox family, and a couple of the kids playing over there, and two, the two parents are, like, barking, like, towards you. 
and the pup is just looking at you. How wide is the river? It is probably like 50 feet across. And as far as you can tell, it's relatively shallow. But it'll probably, when I say relatively shallow, it'll probably go up to like your knees if you were to cut across it. Can I attempt to pick up the pup? Yes. Uh, roll me an animal handling. Ooh, first animal handling of the game, boys. Pretty much. I think we had one with uh, Harkle the dog, though. Oh, yeah, we might have. Uh, that's a 10. 10. Um, it takes a little bit of coaxing, uh, but the the pup seems comfortable with you after a couple attempts to, like, stroke the fur on its on its head. So I will uh, pick him up, probably feed him a couple of raspberries that I've recently foraged. Okay. Um, given our climate, I imagine raspberries are fairly common. Mmm. And delicious. And delicious. Nyx's favorite for wild foods. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll cradle the pup and slowly walk him over the river just kind of making sure that he doesn't try to jump from my arms too well, soon. He, he is occupied by your fingers. He's like kind of playfully gnawing at you. Fine. And the the barking and braying from across continues. Um, with that animal handling check, you, you've been kind of watching and just observing these foxes for a while. You don't get the impression that they're hostile, that you're holding the pup, but they are apprehensive. So when I'm about I'll say 15 feet away. Um, you know, still standing in the water. Mm-hmm. I will conjure up a mage hand and float the pup over the river to its family. Okay. Because I don't want to spook. Do that. I don't want to spook the family. Okay. And you do that, and immediately, like the the mother, kind of like wraps her tail around the pup. Um, the other pups, cause there's two other ones come over and begin to play with the other one. Um, and you just stand there for a little bit and watch them. And they slowly go back to the log that's like right on the edge of the forest there. Um, and you see them kind of crawl into one of the sides that lead into the hollow of it. Now I'll return to my side of the river and <laughs> probably, uh, Find find my little uh, resting area and use press the digitation to get the water off of me. Okay. Um, on your sixth day, you wake up midday and realize that one of the parents is in front of you. And it seems to have a stick in its mouth. And it just looks at you and almost bows its head down and places the stick on the ground. And it's just a small, dry stick, and it seems to have one bright green leaf, like, towards the top. And the fox, like, kind of pants at you a little bit, and then begins to wade across the river away from you. I will kind of watch the fox make its way across and make sure that it actually gets across the river. Okay, yep. And it just shakes itself off and then wanders off into the forest on that side. 
Now we'll uh, pick up the stick and kind of inspect it. Sure. Um, see what this gift is. I imagine it's just a stick with a leaf. It's a stick with a leaf, but as you're looking at it and kind of are just marveling at the interaction, you realize that they're very closely and you almost have to squint your eyes a little bit. There seems to be some sort of writing that's almost camouflaged into the stick itself. Think of like, you know, those like big thick Sharpies. Yeah. Like it's about that like thick of a stick. But to the to the naked eye, just by glancing at it, it, you can tell that it has bark on it and around like the borders of how like the natural bark kind of gnarls around the, the writing is kind of hidden in there and you have no fucking clue what that means. Nope. But you but do I... get the impression you're sensing something magical off of this. I'm going to sit with... I'm just going to spend the day kind of just studying the stick. Sure. I mean, being what I am, I'm probably going to spend a fair amount of time just kind of singularly focused on that writing. Okay. And I just sent you... The technical stats on that. Holy shit, it's an item. Okay. Can work with and, that. Cool. And the rest of your time in the forest is pretty uneventful. The weather has been gorgeous the whole time, however. The one thing you notice being out there and a sharp contrast since you kind of have been paying attention to nature and everything around you, the fog has not rolled in once since the day that the wraith was taken care of. Interesting. That will most likely um, that will most likely end my downtime. Okay. Um, at night, however, on each night, I would like to go to the shore of the river and locate the moon each night. Mm-hmm. Thinking back to what Varon said about his, I believe, aunt, Zahanin Mumbo. Mm-hmm. And just kind of contemplating her, seeing, trying to think, you know, what she may represent, why she would help a chaotic being like Varen. From what you know, just based off of his personality and the information that you gathered way back in Longsaddle before your adventure to Neverwinter, um, it's not uncommon for the gods to form alliances just based off of convenience. So uh, at the top of your head, the only thing that really is making sense with that is the fact that they obviously had a common goal. Um, but you, so far, without knowing too much about uh, Sehanin Moonbow besides what you've read you don't know, like, what, for the most part, what she's about, what her motives are, besides the fact that, um, the betrayal of her sister and all that kind of stuff, natural, uh, vendetta-fueled alliances. I'm not expecting to gain any insight from this practice, I'm just... Yeah. Yeah, just based you know, off of your stuff. Yeah, the entire week is contemplative meditation. You, you know. do, however, feel... By looking at the moon, you get a pretty intense urge 
to try to do something with this stick of yours. I got that on the sixth day? Yes. Then on the sixth night. Yeah. Provided I don't see the foxes around. I'm going to take the, the stick out. Okay. And attempt to wield it. Okay, so you have to succeed on an arcana check. Eleven. Who eleven? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you kind of just aim at a spot nearby. You're so you're over near the river, and and, and near the river, it's mostly kind of muddy clay. Yeah. Um. But you kind of aim it, and you kind of wince a little bit, and you feel like your innate ability has kind of manipulated this device. Like, whatever is happening, you can't identify a school. You can't identify... It's it's nothing you've normally used before or felt. Um, but some sort of energy is released in a straight line out, and you notice very quickly a circular patch of grass spontaneously erupts from the clay and it's brighter than the grass nearby and it just kind of blooms out into the height of like needing a good lawn mow so very very bright out in all directions and you seem to have uh spent a charge on that stick okay how wide of a circle of grass is it it's it's like two feet in diameter. It's a rather small circle. Then I am actually going to spend the remainder of my night sitting on that patch of grass and meditate there. Okay, it is the softest grass you've ever felt. You can't help but like rub your hands on it in like little circular patterns. Oh while yeah, you're sitting I am on it. fascinated by this mysterious magical <laughs> grass I just created. Cool, and with that. Uh, nothing else eventful happens on your downtime. Okay. Before we move on, if I can retcon something real quick. Nope, it's over. Later. Yeah, what okay. do you want? Oh. <laughs> I was just like, that's cool. Um, no, I was searching for, like, the stuff to make poisons when I was outside of town and no one was looking. And, like, I was sure no one was around. I was going to take that Dwarven Raisin out and firebolt it to Ash. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <clears throat> right. So, I, I would I would say you, you didn't really know about the clearing where, where Nyx was, but you did know from you traveling down that to the west of town, kind of where we had thought you guys were going to camp out before, you would have gone out in, in that area to, to forage. And to uh, immolate the evidence. You gotta be safe, man. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's right. 100%. Hey, I assume Trim is very party. safe. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm close to, like, if I would have come past that river at some point and no one was around me, I would have done it right next to the shore and then kicked the ash into the river. That's east, not west. Okay. I'm sure you, you find little, like, stream rivulets and stuff. You just kind of, like, like, chuck it in. 
But yeah, just to get rid of the evidence, because cool. I don't need a dwarven raisin in my. You don't need a, a dwarven raisin boy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I just man. wanted to. Cool. Make no, sure that that was gone. <laughs> get that out of the bag of holding in case you get possessed again and they pull it out. Yeah. Right. I literally okay. Just 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 to give you insight, I was like. As soon as he Orin died, I'm like, okay, that's a consequence somewhere down the line, and I'm like, Orin has to join the fight during that. But I'm like, his soul is probably trapped in the body, just like the girl. And I'm like, if it's in the bag of holding, like I looked up rule sets and shit, and technically, you can't get out of a bag of holding. So I'm like, okay, bag of holding, only the person who knows what's in the bag. And I'm like, that's why Thrym is the first target. Because she's going to try to summon the spirit and have another ally during that fight. Because her action economy on purpose was shit. Like, if she possessed you guys and did some damage, that's one thing. But, like, she only got one attack per turn if she didn't have that possession. So, that was my goal with that. So, I think it's good. The, uh, the bag of holding no longer has a little dwarven raisin boy in it. Yeah. <clears throat> Just want right. to take care of that. Alright, I'm done. Cool. Cax, hello. Hello. Alright, so uh off the top one of the first days. Actually, no, it's it's during your dinner that you had some delectable morsels that cost you a whole gold. But after the windfall later on that you got, it's it's a drop in the bucket. One thing you notice while you're eating is there seems to be a very large man, very muscular, and in a weird way, intimidatingly handsome, with long, flowy, blonde hair, these bulging muscles. Think uh, how Fabio was from the 90s. Like, this guy could, like, talk the pants out of men, women, kobolds, dragons, everything. And his looks are what attracted you to him to like look him over thing is he has a bow so now you're interested wow this guy is fucking a god and he uses a bow and then you notice an interesting contraption that he has and it almost looks like a side bag except it's open on the side and there's a whole bunch of arrows sticking out the front he has a quiver in the back, but he seems to have some sort of bag that he has that also has quiver, uh, uh, arrows attached in it. And he's just sitting at a table eating his food. Axe would, um, since he's within a town here, uh, the uh, whisper's broken down and actually, like, in, in its two pieces and and fastened, like into a pouch on his uh, quiver strap or like on the strap of his quiver like into place and he's going to pick up what I'm assuming he'd probably have like a glass of wine or something with his with his food and stand up from his table and walk over to the to does Cax uh, even like wine? is that no, something not he <laughs> served it to him so and he's walking over to a handsome man so he's gotta look presentable like he belongs here, even though he's probably disgusting and tattered clothes, with <laughs> some charring, and walk over and go, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, sir, or oh, 
Greetings, yes, young kobold. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what can I help you with? I, I saw your your uh, uh, equipment and and your your bow and your quivers, and I, I I was wondering if I might be able to join you, and we can talk. Oh, I had a feeling you were looking at it. Sit, sit. Cax is going to. I can show you more if you'd like. Cax <laughs> is going to set his wine down, uh, and like sc- uh, scamper back over to his table and grab his plate and come over and set it down, <laughs> and uh, sit across from him, and go. I'm, I'm a bit of a of an archer myself. I, uh, I, I thought your 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 bag was was interesting, and I wanted to know about it. Oh, it's quite large, isn't it? Sure. He's I, just I, smiling at you. I suppose. Anyway, and he like takes it off and he puts it on the table. Yes, this is a uh, a side quiver. I call it. I commissioned this down in Waterdeep. Oh. I uh don't exactly know what scaled creature this comes from, but it's tough and rugged and waterproof. And yee! 25 arrows fit into it. It's quite wonderful. And it's just just a, a quiver that hangs by your side? Yes. Huh. Hmm. It's kind of cool. It is. Is is there any any advantage to not having the quiver on your back? Oh, very much so. Normally, you reach behind your back, get the arrow, and place it out. A lot of times, if you do it just right, he stands up, and you're in a busy restaurant, and he just stands up, he pulls his chair back, almost, like, knocks a waiter over as he's going by, delivering, like, a whole big, like, platter full of food. And he takes out his bow, and you hear a couple gasps inside this restaurant, and he just pulls the arrow out, but the way he does it by, like, the feather portion, he flips it up and immediately gets it into place and then draws it back. And you hear, like, an- another group of gasps. And he goes, Relax, people! And he, like, unknocks the arrow. With enough practice, I mean, that's another set of arrows. I mean, if I were you, I wouldn't be trying to collect more arrows in the middle of a fight, would you? Oh, that's kind of why I have two quivers, though. Well, you know, a little offset from each other. I mean, they're on my back, but... I mean, if you're, like, just drawing for quickness, you you, you can, like, aim... Like, hang on. And I'll pull Whisper out of its pouch and, like, flick it together... Ooh, that's that's delicious looking. <laughs> and <laughs> the same, this exact same thing he's doing. I'm knocking an arrow and pulling my bow back in the middle of a crowded you restaurant. Hear, you hear another group of gasps, <laughs> and you actually see some like very hoity-toity gentleman slam down his napkin, grab his wife by the hand, and like rush out of the restaurant. That's fine. I'll pay their bill. They're <laughs> jerks. <laughs> and uh. The way that, like, Cax would knock an arrow quickly 
is by holding the bow out and kind of forward and using gravity to help pull it back as he brings the bow back down to level. Ooh. Um, I mean, it's it's not as fancy as flicking an arrow up from your waist, but you don't have to pull back nearly as hard. And with a small frame, I suppose it's helpful. That's and then true. letting the bow I back mean, it's, down. It's mostly just having extra arrows on me is mostly what I need it for. Or used to need it. Honestly, there's nothing to kill in this side of the world, is there? No. I traveled up and down the roads looking for a little bit of trouble, a little bit of sport, have you? And uh, nothing. I might uh, have to just head back down to Waterdeep. I mean, there's no adventure for me. Is there adventure in Waterdeep? Oh, there's all sorts of adventure in Waterdeep. I had to leave for a while. I was uh, showing a couple of the ladies my other quiver. When the husband came home, I had to leave. Put a little bit of a bounty on me, but it'll fade after another couple months. But I will return one day. How much would a quiver like that go for down there? Oh, down there. I had to get this specially commissioned, but... Tell you what, I like you. 300 gold, and it's yours. I have enough arrows to kill things on my back. I, I suppose if you could use it, I'm more than happy to give it away for a paltry fee. I'll tell you what, I'll I'll pay you the 300 gold, and I'll give you one of my quivers here, because, I mean, if I'm switching out quivers, I really don't need three, do I? That seems a bit excessive, and I don't want to just take your arrows from you, that's... Seems awfully rude as well. Oh, nonsense. I can make them out of the bones of the creatures I kill! You seem rather excited about that, and that frightens me a little bit, but... Okay. <laughs> um, Cax will reach into... Or, like, take his bag down and reach in and grab a... A, uh, <clears throat> Small pouch of gold. And... Like, count out, probably... 300 gold or so. Okay. And hand it to him. You get on. Aren't you going to ask me my name? He like smiles like he like expects you to almost know it already. I think I already know your name. Isn't it John? Oh no, that's disgusting. Oh, I, I tried. <laughs> Zan? <laughs> Zan Einholder, come on! Oh, that's you? Yes, that's me! Oh! I've never heard of you. Ah, uh, he, like, he, like, deflates a little bit and, like, sulks his down. I'm uh, kidding, of course I've heard of you! Oh, of course, yes! Your, <laughs> your, uh, your, your, oh, god, I'm... The loss for words. Meeting, I mean, meeting you in person, really. I mean, I'm a little celebrity around everywhere, aren't I? Definitely precedes you. Oh, thank you. Excellent. Listen, like I said, in I a just, couple months. I just didn't know what you looked like. Well, you know, I, I need to change my appearance every now and again. I used to have uh, brown hair. I'm sure it has something to do with showing quivers. Uh, you know, changing up that, your appearance. It was a, that was actually a little bit of a bleach accident, but, you know. I think I look good with this, don't you think? I mean, it kind of brings up my facial features. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't have much hair to bleach. So, I mean, really none. It's all scales and horns. Oh, come now. You look dashing. I mean, I don't look terrible. I mean, my clothes look terrible, but I don't. Tell you what, I'm it's staying here. Earlier, it, it's... That's, that's the, the singe. The scent. It's not the candles. Oh, no, definitely not the candles. No. In a couple months, I'll be down in Waterdeep. Just look me up. Well, I always appreciate uh, fellow archers. If I ever find myself in Waterdeep, I will definitely look for you. Oh, excellent. I look forward. We'll have dinner. Maybe we can convince a couple of the local females to come visit us in our rooms. It'll be a, a rip-roaring time. Hopefully none that are married, because I don't want to have to run from another city. Um, you know, uh, they lie. I mean, look at me. Yep. Sure they... <laughs> I'm sure they would lie to, to better gentlemen such as yourself. Oh, come now. The rest of the conversation for the rest of the night is mostly directed at compliments to himself and looking to you to, like, reinforce that. And a lot of innuendo. <laughs> and a lot of sexual comments. And you don't ever see Zan again for the rest of your downtime. He, he definitely seemed to have left town. But you now have a side quiver that holds 25 arrows. Sick. Um, and then, yeah. I would like to, on the next day, um, I know I didn't run it by you, uh, purchase a few sets of clothing. Um, just, the, the, I'm looking for three sets of clothing, just uh, common wear. Uh, to replace the, sh the clothes that I currently have that are singed. Okay. Um, a set of child's clothing, preferably something that has a hood or something that I can conceal, like, the fact that I'm a kobold in. Okay. And then a set of formal wear. Ooh, okay. To or to, to work with, with the other thing that I, or the, what I talked to you about doing in my downtime. All Absolutely. three of those. <laughs> okay. Um, so just basic, basic bitch math here. Uh... I'll I'll have you at some point uh, make a description of what all that looks like okay. uh, when it's pertinent. Um, so the combination of the children's clothes, the replacement clothes, and the finery clothes brings you to about eight gold Ooh. to replace all that. But all of them have little duckies on them. <laughs> I'm also gonna take a few gold uh, to pay for that couple's dinner that I ran. Sure. Out of yeah. It says yeah, two gold. <laughs> since since I did run them out of the restaurant, I'll pay for the dinner, <laughs> like I said. <laughs> okay, awesome. All right, and then you wanted to scout for information, correct? Um, and the express purpose is to find value for Proprietor Juritan. Uh, yeah, and try to find out a little bit of the inferior, a little bit of history on the town itself. Sure. Um, I was. The, the sets of clothing that I purchased um, would help me, I was thinking would help me try to blend in a little differently since now we're known in the town. Mm -hmm. um, so if I wanted to go undetected, you know, leave 
heavy gear and stuff at the um, at the inn and wear finer clothing if I was going out somewhere or children's clothing if I just wanted to blend into a crowd. Sure. I got a, I got a couple uh, s- skill challenges for you to kind of... Uh, oh, I am ready. <laughs> go along with that. So uh, the first one um, is you kind of hang out in a lot of the trade hub areas. You hang around um, the, the fern business side you also kind of deal with a few of the areas that deal with textiles like you were you were over there purchasing clothing so (laughs) a lot of basic knowledge you learn just by overhearing people talking to each other when people are working and they have other co-workers they can't help but talk in front of customers that kind of stuff (laughs) so a lot of common knowledge you do gain um just from listening uh about trade but i will have you roll a uh investigation Okay. During that time with trade. That is a 16. Um, fine. So you got a... What did you get? A 16. 16. So some of the basic stuff, and you knew a little bit about this from before with um, the failed marriage, but... The overall gist of it is the vast majority of trade in Mirabar is exclusive to Mithril Hall to the east. Like, that's almost everything from from them running the textiles to obviously the ore. Um, With that role, you find out that special caravans are commissioned uh, from Mithril Hall uh, in a special case for gems and rarer ore like mithril. When those are found, those are like the priority to get shipped over in their raw form to Mithril Hall. And it seems like they don't ship it to anywhere else. They don't ship it to Luskin. They don't seem to be sending anything to Long Saddle. Um, occasionally, you see a, a wizard or two appear in town and they go south with their caravans. And this is just stuff, you know, when you're eating in the town center and you're watching the caravans go by you're kind of paying attention to where they're going and wherever but you're seeing a lot of like color-coded wizards who will bring like an occasional maybe one caravan a day versus you see and you see a lot of them that have guards that leave in the southern gate um and you find out even through like you know asking people and just kind of overhearing conversations those are all bound for mithril hall so there seems to be a pretty good monopoly here, and that's something um, someone who would be an enterprising individual like Juritin would be really interested to know. To to figure out who has the, who has the special deals, and to see if he can like you know, from what you know about Juritin, he likes to wedge himself in there somewhere to get a piece of the pie, for sure. So those are those are pretty pretty big, especially the the just the gems and rare ore. I mean, gems in general, uh, you know for a fact running your own shop that gems are just psychotically expensive. Um, and then you wanted to now find out about the history of the town, roughly, or the stuff about the town. Yes, cool. Um. That one, I will have you roll, um, first of all, a history check. 
Okay, sorry, just taking a couple notes. No worries. How do I roll lower on something with a positive modifier? Eight. Eight? Okay. Um, what you know about Mirabar in general before really, like, digging into it is you, you've heard about some of the wars. Uh, you don't remember the names of them, but there were wars in which the drow would come to the surface and siege cities. Uh, like I said, you don't remember what they were called, but after wandering around a little bit, uh, you get a sense that the, the Mirabar people here are, are very, like, stout with like the defense, like the the walls that you see around the city, and when you looked at them, they're heavily manned, um, and that the the miners in the city also double as a very heavy militia. Like everyone in the mine who can swing a sword is in there swinging a pickaxe and and collecting as well. So this place could very well withstand a uh, a huge siege. At any given time, you you explore, um, and I'll have you roll um, a perception check for this Ooh. next one. Ooh, ooh! Let's see if we can break twenty here. Ah, couldn't break twenty. Seventeen. Seventeen, still pretty good. So you explore town, and and this is also in combination with when you were researching trade. You visited every corner of the city. You wanted to find out. If there's interesting people, like, honestly, you were looking for new foods, you know, food stalls all around the city. Mm -hmm. You were kind of curious about the whole Church of Veyron, so you were kind of checking in and looking at all the work Thrym was doing up on the top. Um, and eventually you reach the uh, the southwest corner of town, the kind of dead end there. And there's a lot of dilap from a glance from the town center. You can tell very far away there's dilapidated buildings down there. And your curiosity did get the better of you. So you wander down there, um, and it's almost there was almost this invisible line you crossed. And everyone living in here, you can tell they're living in squalor and in and destitute conditions. But you're noticing a lot of large sinkholes in the ground. And they haven't seemed to have patched them up at all. And, and with that investigation and you kind of overhearing and, and knowing a little bit... Um, one of the final wars, uh, they had actually tunneled underneath Mirabar and come up. Um, and without knowing for certain, but you kind of put two and two together, this portion of the city was hit hardest by that. A lot of the buildings are kind of sunk into the ground a little bit. Um, and for some reason or another, um, you kind of get the impression they either didn't think it was worth rebuilding or it was maybe not structurally sound to rebuild in this location. So a lot of like borderline homeless people live in this area. They use the broken down buildings to shelter. Um, and there just seems to be a lot more of like the rats and like weird little wildlife that you see in like crappier parts of towns. <clears throat> you uh, discover too that uh, and this kind of borders on the trade aspect, which you could use for that, with that role. There doesn't seem to be a lumber industry in Mirabar. A lot of the wood you figured out 
and just overhearing and talking, a lot of the wood, they actually get imported from Luskin. But a lot of times, that wood is of rather inferior quality, and it affects the quality and sale of the weapons here that are made with wooden handles. Uh, people seem to... Watching people buy and sell the weapons, you see them kind of actually get kind of expressive and grumpy that, like, the handle looks like it's ready to splinter uh, coming right out of, like, the the manufacturing room and things like that. Um, you know there's a lot of forests around. You know for the fact there's... The western forest is vast and large, but there doesn't seem to be any lumber mills in town to take advantage of that. With that information, I would like to go talk to... The gentleman's who, the gentleman whose name eludes me that runs like the the large blacksmith in town. Yeah, Charles Fern. Yes, Mister Fern. Okay, see so you <clears throat> on one of your later days. You uh, walk on over to him. Uh, Mister Mister Fern, I I have a couple questions for you. I've been in town a while, and I was thinking maybe you could answer some questions for me. Uh, yeah, sure, pick up. You, you see him, he's actually kind of hanging out at the front counter area, and he looks decent. If you, uh, another thing, and I, and I should have uh, brought it up earlier, too, towards the end of your downtime, all of the city, you're seeing, like, missing person posters mm-hmm. dotted around the... Um, mercenary robots that you come across, occasionally they stop you and ask you if you've seen or heard of uh, Orum Fern. I will and, deny it every single time. Yep, and and they, <laughs> they say very well, and it's maybe a handful of times you were asked over the course of the week, and every single time they respond with, thank you for answering, please inform us if anything is found and the bot lumbers away to, like, ask another group of people. It seems like they're kind of canvassing town. Um, but when you go to Charles Fern, he he seems as if nothing in the world is bothering him. And he asks you to take a seat next to him, and he actually he picks up, like, a, a little flask in his pocket, and he takes a swig, and then he offers it to you. Um, you guys have gotten a lot of favor in town, so he no longer treats you like some average commoner bitch boy. Any the common ra- uh, rabble. Um, so one of the questions I have for you. Uh, I've noticed that this for for a town that that does mining and uh, weaponsmithing, uh, like 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 you do. Um, I'm sure making tools and other things like that. Uh, there's no lumber industry here. And I, I know that you have plentiful forests around and quality wood that's available, but I mean, pointing to some of the things like that might be displayed, half the half of the um, uh, what would you call that the the wood is most of the way to exploded garbage. Like yeah, it's, it's garbage. It's shit. I'm going to be honest with you, it's shit. It's worse than garbage, it's shit. What, what's going on with, like, has it not been a, a priority, or? 
We have a lumber mill out in the woods. Unfortunately, about a year and a half ago, two years, it was burnt to the ground from some vicious pack of monsters that kind of seemed to have formed together into a band or a gang of sorts. Hmm. They murdered everyone there. No one came back, and uh, those were most of our more talented lumberjacks and, and woodworkers. We all kind of take comfort in the walls around us. And then, uh, well, there's the cocks, too. He takes a big swig at that. The cocks? Yeah, the cockatrices. Hmm. You ever run into one of them? I can't say I have. If they bite you, they'll turn you straight to stone. So. Normally a whole gang of us can take them out, but uh, uh, they breed like crazy over there. We gotta drag the poor sucker back, and then we gotta petition them wizard folk and Longsaddle to come up here and cure the poor bastard of it. By the time we get all that done, we're kind of sunk in cost on that. It's actually better on our coin purses to just import the wood, even though it's total shit. Why do you ask about that? It was it was something that had caught my attention that, I mean, the industry here, with the exception of lumber, seems above average, well above average. I mean... Oh, thank you. You guys, <laughs> you guys clearly are working with Mithril Hall for um, exports, and I mean, your mines supply damn near every city around, and it was just interesting to me that the lumber hadn't hadn't uh, caught up, or had fallen short, but you were willing to import even lesser quality, uh, lesser quality wood, and that was uh, surprising, I, su I, I guess you could, you could say. Well, you you pay attention around here. No, we send that all to Mithra Hall. Thing is, we got some contract deals with them, and we kind of did the same with uh, with Luskin for that wood. Then they know it's not the best quality wood. I mean, a lot of forests over near the ocean they tend to have, you know, mild to moderate imperfections in the wood that kind of just make it crappier. Something to do with the salt in the air, I assume. But have you yeah. ever? considered like hiring a, a like a band of mercenaries like a large band of mercenaries to try to reclaim part of the forest to get rid of the 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 cock 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 cockatrices cock cockatry the I mean, cocks getting rid of the cocks well yeah the cocks are one thing but you see it's it's the threat of the the gangs out there occasionally some of the rare caravans that go between here and luskin still say they see bands of monsters right on the edges of the forest kind of scoping them out. We kind of haven't found uh, enough mercenaries to pay enough coin to go out there and, you know, try to root them out. It'd probably take a small army. It probably would, to be honest with you. So unfortunately, we're, we're stuck with this shitty deal with Luskin, and, you know, the, the quality of our weapons are second to none, minus the, minus the wood. Well, uh, you said you had a deal with Mithril Hall. What, yeah, what, kind yeah. of, what kind of deal? 
just out of curiosity, I mean, since we're talking about industry and, and contract deals. Well, they... There are a lot of dwarves over there. It's not, you know, a lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of them here, but that whole place is almost exclusively dwarves. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, one of the bigger avenues to get into the Underdark is right underneath Mithra Hall. Mm. They have a whole open, exposed cavern underneath there. Thing is, the closer you get to the Underdark, the more dangerous it gets, and that's where their minds lead down to. So, a lot of times, they would come to us and ask us what we had, and we have these minds over here, and they ain't connected to shit. And occasionally, we find gems, and usually mithril ore, a lot of iron, a little bit of copper, and they give us a really good price for it, so eventually we sign into a contract deal. That way the ore and gems keep flooding over there. I think they use the gems mostly for for enchantments and random shit like that. They always want the uncut ones, too, which is kind of strange. I mean, we have a couple jewelers in town, but and maybe they have better ones over there. Who knows? Maybe... Maybe they're using it for magic. Most likely. Yeah. I mean, if you were right near where the drow could just show up at your doorstep, wouldn't you want a couple couple magical things to protect you? Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Are there any, uh, like, magic dealers around town here? Or? Hmm. Not particularly. We get all of our shit from Longsaddle. Occasionally huh. they come up and we trade a little bit. But, uh, no, if we ever need anything like that, we go down to them. They got a little square over there. It's got a couple little shops and stuff like that. I might have to make my way down there at some point. Yeah, you should. I've been, uh, on the coast pretty much, uh, my whole life at this point. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's awful. Oh, it's, it's been wonderful. Oh. Fresh fish. All the time. That's true, if you can catch them. No, I, I mean, with a pole and the right bait, you can catch just about anything. I had a crab once. Turns out you're supposed to cook it, I think. It was like snapping at me the whole time. I thought it was something you're supposed to eat raw. Do you usually eat things raw and still alive? Mm, no, just that. Hmm. And he points to his cheek and you see a scar like down the line. He goes right there. Yeah, that's a rock crab right there. Hmm. You got you pretty good. Yeah, it was blood like hell. How long ago did that happen? Oh, this is like four decades ago. Oh, okay. I was about to say, if that was recently, you should have asked me about it, you know, living on the coast <laughs> most of my life. So, oh, yeah, I, I, I don't touch <laughs> that shit anymore. No, thanks. I, I don't blame you. All right. Well, I, uh, I appreciate the information, sir. Um, and I... Well, I'm pretty sure we'll be around town just a little bit longer, so I'll uh, come by and see you again if we, uh, if I don't see you before that. Excellent. Hey, oh, by the way, and he points to you as you're walking out. If you see that little shit, you tell his ass to come home. Got it? Absolutely. I have a whole backload of orders, and uh, he needs to get his ass to work. I will. Uh, if I if I see him, I'll make sure he gets home. Excellent. Take it easy. Tell everyone I said hi. I will. All right. What a piece.
piece of shit. Cax is gonna say to himself as he's like well out of earshot. Cax, <laughs> uh, was there anything else? Um, got information about Mirabar, information for Juritan, information on Mithril Hall. Oh, um, the, uh, the craters on the outside, I forgot to mm -hmm. mention too, as part of my thing. Um, you you went to investigate them, and they look like like giant areas that were like prone to explosion. And with the with the uh, checks you gave uh, during uh, one of the wars, you never got the name of it. But you notice there are like small catapults up on the southern wall. Um, and you do discover by kind of asking a few guards here and there. Turns out they would launch like these heavy like dynamite laden explosives into the sieging drow armies and now they're just kind of a relic of uh the the last war that they had that's awesome you notice a couple of them uh kind of have like a water basin to them and the ones that do seem to have a couple trees going around them too like it really kind of uh, strange enough, the craters and the water added to making little tiny like ecosystems out dotted around the plains of Mirabar. So would that be it for your downtime, my friend? Um, the last thing I want to do is I want to climb the top of the uh, Church of the Redeemed. Okay. And um, in the tower... Or in the in the point where um, Thrym, if he's like up there carving still, could it be more towards the end of the week. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of want to ask him if I can plant an arrow in the uh, in the stonework. No. Oh. Yeah, I don't see why not. Cool. Can we can we take this this stone out here and put the arrow in it and then put the stone back? That way, if this ever falls, an arrow comes down and hits someone. We don't want him taking down part of the church unpunished. Makes sense. To <laughs> it might poke. It might poke someone's eye out if they if they tear down the church, and that seems like they're just deserts. Yeah, makes sense. So cool. I'll like carve it out and then pull the stone out, and and I will plant an arrow in the stone. <laughs> for no reason except to say that I have an arrow in a church. <laughs> the church is defended now, baby. What are they going to do? <laughs> All right, and that will do it for my downtime. Cool. Now, is it a regular arrow, or are you using an arrow of the forge? I'm not wasting an arrow of the forge for a church. Come on. It's just a building to cax. It's a regular arrow. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Cool. Why would I built the shit out of this church? Fuck you. It's worth three arrows of the forge, at least. Maybe to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with that, uh, we will end tonight's episode and pick it up next time.